Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, November 13th, brought to you by Verizon. This sports program starts right now. Football! It is awesome. There was a couple bore fests. There was walk-off finishes. There was electricity in Germany from the fans, but not so much on the field. There was a magical day of football yesterday, and obviously college football is batting a thousand on shit to talk about. Tonight, week 10 of the NFL season will wrap up as the Broncos travel to Western New York to take on the Who Are They Buffalo Mm -hmm. Beals. Beals are favored by seven. Cannot wait to see how this unfolds. Will Josh Allen play like Josh Allen can? play will that offense look like the buffalo bills offense how about von miller will he get back to it on defensive side of the ball or will russell wilson let's ride his way into a much better conversation tomorrow for the entire denver broncos team we shall see as this nfl week 10 wraps up this evening we have adam schefter on in 29 minutes what's going on shefty Hmm. yeah Hmm. Tell us. Does he give us stuff? Very rarely. Very Usually rarely. never. He doesn't even give us like, uh, there's a chance. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Normally it's like, hey, what's going on here? Ah, nothing. No chance. Hmm. Hey, what's going on with these injuries? We'll see. They're getting tested. All right, Chef. Can you, Thanks, Chef. Can you just give us the thought of an apparent potential thing to happen? I think today's the day he does that. Shout out to Chef for joining us Thank you, in Chef. about 28 Thank minutes. You. Then we'll have uh, the authority Pete Tam on the second hour Hell yeah. Hell yeah. to break down everything happening around the college football world. Obviously, the Jim Harbaugh news coming in late last week, and then him missing this past week's game, even though there was a chance they were going to file an injunction to a court on Saturday morning for him to be on the... <laughs> It's bananas. Anyways, four coaches have been fired already in college football, and a lot of money has been paid in a buyout. We'll talk to Pete Damo about that in the second hour. A.J. Hawk will be here. I think he's going to look a little different. Everybody should get excited for that. He's been through some shit. Really? Oh. A.J. Hawk's been through some shit. New haircut? I don't know. Just uh, go ahead and put your guesses down there. Uh, uh, What's that? Be COVID again? Well, maybe. Certainly possible. 15 times. I mean, certainly a chance he, he beats COVID Yet again, and for the rest of his life, just COVID's probably going to be here for that long. But today is, uh, today we're going to see a different AJ Hawk. Anyways, okay. same old talks okay. table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Uh, that's why I don't use plastic straws right there on your chest, pal. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I hate the paper straws. This hate is em. one of the dumbest things hate that's been em. invented. Yeah, so, so I, uh, I'm anti. Plastic or paper straw, but pro sea turtle for sure. No Which I what. think both can be a lot. Exactly, yeah. You can live in that gray area in between the two. Even though you see one of them sea turtles up close in person, you're like, wow, this is a majestic turtle. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Holy hell, this turtle is special. Oh. I would never want to be a reason why this yeah. turtle would have to battle through something. But then you start looking at stats from the other side. They're like, well, actually, there's a chance that it's like that guy. So uh-huh. what's real? What isn't? I know this paper straw, not real. Terrible. Okay, I know it's affecting the taste of this water. Yep. I know it's falling apart in my hand, mm-hmm. and I know it's not the answer. So if we're not going to do the plastic straws to save the sea turtles, who we all love, all we're asking for is an alternative. Yeah, yeah. sure. We just can't throw the paper into water and think that's going to work, but we should potentially figure mm-hmm. it out for the good of what's on your chest right there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just get rid of straws as a whole, and then you just have to you know, drink it from the side of the Needs cup. Tr- Need straws. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple for drinks there. I mean, as you grow older, you'll probably have a drink of something that'll probably... Be much better with a straw than just ah, training with your yeah. teeth. Pina colada. Sure. There's one. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of, really, right off the, the top of the smoothies you guys drink every day. Yeah. yeah you, I could, I, but if I had to, I could probably spoon that thing. Yeah, yeah, but who wants to do that? Okay, well, spoons might be a. Yeah, I mean, oh, we haven't even dove into How about wood? What? Wooden straws. Wood straw would be cool. That seems affordable. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That seems like something that we should definitely do. Go to 84 Lumber, the ask ma- them to start striping out some pine <laughs> yeah. so we could drink off. But shout out to the sea turtles. We are all on sea turtle side. Oh, yes, yeah. love the sea turtles. And metal straws also is a good replacement. Yeah, but you got to bring it and also not very easy to... No, not, not bending. That's also changing the Dangerous. taste of the... Yeah, you yeah. get that yeah. metallic no, taste. And who knows what that metal is doing whenever, you know, exactly. there's probably other... Yeah, exactly. Other Somebody has the right answer. Someone will figure it out. Sure. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. We, we need to not mail it in on, yeah, paper straws mm-hmm. is the answer. Yeah. That's all we're trying to say. Like a catheter for your gut. The metal straw? Yeah. All right, let's move along. Shout out to the sea turtles. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys tone. Unders continue to be very hot. This is an under season for you, pal. Yeah, primetime, especially 24 and 7 now to the unders. Uh, there was some exciting games that went over yesterday, but it's, if, if it's dark out, and there's a football game being played. That thing's going under, my friend. Yeah, and there's a person joining us right now that might have some answers on why that is taking place. Nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Butler. Yes, DB, why is uh, why when the lights come on, these guys aren't playing their best ball? You think we got a bunch of scaredy cats out oh. there playing for all these teams? We don't think we have any big dogs on these teams. You know, primetime players make primetime plays in primetime games. We don't have a lot of those happening, yeah. except for from kickers uh, yesterday, which yeah. we will certainly dive into. What do we think the reasoning is for all the unders happening this year? Uh, maybe it's the match obviously some of the people that are on prime time and then um, it's a lot of different quarterbacks playing and we talked about it earlier this year I want to say only three quarterbacks coming to the league coming to the league this year as a starting quarterback that have had the same play caller in their ear for three or more seasons that's across the entire league I think it was Sean McVay with Stafford uh, Burrow and Taylor and then Andy Reid, you know, without Eric being and me with uh, Patrick Mahomes. So a lot of movement there, a lot of moving parts. And then defenses are playing better as well. Yeah, you talk about those offense coordinators. Mac Jones had three different ones in three years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe everybody in New England is probably about done with the Mac Jones experience, Ooh. even though he might have been set up to not really have success oh, for sure for three offense coordinators in three different seasons. That's not easy, having to depict and change and do stuff. And then last year, allegedly, he was asking questions, and they didn't even have answers. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know. We're defense coordinator, special teams coordinator. We'll find out whenever we get there. And Max like, well, I'd like to have the answers. We don't got them. So shut up. Yep. You know, and there's a, that was exactly. certainly an interesting little run for Mac Jones. It didn't work out well. Then this year with Billy O, Billy O's on his ass in Germany answers. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Billy God. O's about sick of it. Look, throw the ball. Throw the ball. That <laughs> guy, open. Throw the ball. And Bill Belichick, <laughs> Bill Belichick sitting in front of there. Nothing to see here, obviously. And Darius said that was about three and a half uh, oh, out of yeah. 10 for old Billy O'Brien. We've seen old tea kettle. Yes. Uh, Billy O'Brien do a lot worse throughout the history of NFL football. I don't know how he was in Alabama, but we remember those days when him and Tom would potentially have a nice mm-hmm. blowout. So mm-hmm. welcome back to the NFL, Billy O. That is for sure. Uh, but watching that German game yesterday oh. morning, Colts get a big win. Yeah. Massive dub. Long one. flight. Long, long flight. flight. Did not know how long that flight was until about Thursday when the conversation was had, we should go to that game. So the thought was maybe going from Athens to Frankfurt. Nine hours is oh, what that flight was going to be. And it's not getting there that's the issue after game day. It's coming back and oh, just yeah. being absolutely dead. So long flight. Colts come back as a happy team. Uh, but – Nobody should have been happy as a fan about that game. No. Uh, the Germans probably not exactly thrilled that that was one of them. But, hey, you had Chiefs Dolphins a week ago, so get over it. Right. <laughs> Guten Morgen. Okay. Yeah. Move along, pal. But the Patriots are ass. Oh, yeah. I hell. mean, they are absolute 
ass. Yep. Trash bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Terrible <laughs> at football. It, I did not know it was oh, this I, I horrendous. I know it. And now, that, obviously, that pick is terrible. And if he hits Kasicki in the back of the end zone, that's a tud. He's gritty and in Germany. I mean, it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. off his back foot. I mean, that's just horrendous. I don't know if he thinks he's coming underneath. Why would he? It's an end zone. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> there was about a thousand of those plays that happened yesterday. Yeah. Let alone subbing in Bailey Zappi <laughs> and having him do a fake spike. What a play. A fake spike <laughs> in a two-minute drill when Good he just play. got on the field. Obviously, another easy interception for the Indianapolis Colts defense. Jeez. I had no idea you guys were this terrible. Though. Oh, yeah. It is bad. Is Bill mailing it in? Is this team mm. know that the lame duck coaching situation? Why do you think you guys are horrendous at football? The Colts team, all those people making plays, you don't even know their names. Yeah. No. Yeah. People don't even know – I'm learning the guys each single week. I got exactly. season tickets. I'm yeah. on the field for this Colts team. I love that they got to win. Gardner Minshew, dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's making plays. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah, scrambling yeah. around. Josh Downs is going to be very good for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got a couple, you know, Michael Pittman has a catch in like mm-hmm. 50 some straight games. Had a good hit return. Yeah, incredible nice, kick return. Yep. We're not fair catching kickoffs anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Colts, for not being little bitches anymore. <laughs> that is great news. This is a massive play. Obviously, third and six, fourth quarter, ices the game pretty much off his back foot. Beautiful, Nasty. beautiful play. But you saw none of that from the Patriots' side. And it seemed like on defense, the effort was vastly different than what it had been in the past. The sophistication of it was lower. It's just like everything's bad. Yeah. Is this on purpose, you think, or what is this because of? I don't know if it's on purpose, just because, you know, holding the Colts under 20 with the first team in the NFL to do that. So that was a massive win for the Patriots' defense. Way to go. Hey, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Massive win. You're right. Shane Steichen got slapped for the first time as a head coach. I yes. mean, that yeah. is real. Yeah, and because of that, just – the boys actually playing hard. Like I was more so worried about the Bears effect that they had a few years ago where the defense was just tired of playing and at a certain point in the season they just started giving up. I honestly don't know what it is. This is the, one of the worst teams like across the board. Not worst Patriots teams. One of the worst teams across the board I can remember watching. Bob Kraft is already he probably's got Jupiter on the mind. He does not want to be in Germany. But the the biggest thing is Mac. Like, like, that, that interception, I get we can we can dump on Belichick. We can dump on the entire team there's no there's no coaching that, that, that tells mac jones to hey make that throw in the fourth quarter going in unless they are legitimately tanking telling mac hey this is going to be real bad people are never going to want you to be their quarterback yeah for, you're going to end your career yeah your yeah. career is going to be done do it no chance you're going to get a fifth year option but yeah go out there and look like an asshole so that we can get a top five pick that's not the case it's just a bad football team across the board Robert Kraft was uh, talking before the game on the sideline he said I, I've owned the team for 30 years I've never been two and seven never no. I've never been two and seven so <laughs> the way he was speaking made people believe like oh Robert Kraft genuinely thinking about making a move at some point. If Bill Belichick, and they're saying, uh, I think Diana Rossini reported this uh, weekend, that there's a feeling around the building that they're going to mutually agree to part ways. Bill Belichick and New England Patriots. Could you fathom Bill Belichick coaching somewhere else next year? I couldn't. He will, though. He's got a coaching record to go get. He's going to take his talents elsewhere. I'll be excited to see how it goes. Kraft is going to have to actually fire Bill Belichick. It is crazy. (laughs) It is a wild time to think about it. Like Every time we have Lombo on, he's very close to the situation. Mm -hmm. Very close to the situation. He knows everybody. Kid worked. He worked. He knows them all. Like Him being like, Bill's going to continue to coach if he goes. It's like... Lombo didn't say there's no way Kraft fires Bill no, Belichick. Yeah, no, no. Like, nobody's safe in the NFL. I saw Peyton Manning get cut. Yep. There's a chance Robert Kraft is going about to, or Bill Belichick's about to get fired. Yeah. Bananas to think about in the NFL. Yeah, it'll be a, a, a respectful parting of ways. And Khan Man said it like Bill's going to coach until he gets that record. So we will see him 
a, some, with another another hoodie on, another hat, which oh, yeah. would be nuts. I didn't think I would ever see Brady in another jersey. Obviously, we saw him go to Tampa and win that chip. But it, you say you can't fathom building another, uh, you know, hat logo. I can't imagine two and eight. Like, if you told me coming into the season, I know Mac Jones and they were picked to probably be last in the division coming into the year. But two and eight, going into their 11th game, like, I, I, I couldn't fathom this for We will ask team. Shefty what his thoughts are on that entire thing whenever he joins us here in about 19 minutes. Let's talk about a team that's back. Welcome back, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, there you go. Now, Jacksonville had to be on the receiving end of it, and that's a damn shame because oh. we love Duval. Oh, yeah. I love everything they got cooking down there. I like that they have pools in the stadium. I like Doug Peterson, where's the visor, yep. comes on the show. He's got a big brain. The man. Yeah. I heard a theory that the reason why people wear visors is because they got such a big brain. I love that thought because if you start thinking about the visor people, not bad offensive football gurus. Doug Peterson has done a fantastic job since he's gotten down to Jacksonville. Now, they just so happen to run into a Niners team that had to play a 10 a.m. local Okay, that's not fair for these West Coast teams. And also Brock Purdy bouncing back. Now that play, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, yeah, that was that was the worst play maybe he's ever had. <laughs> Thrown back across his body into double coverage, and Ayuk made him right. He said, I love the touchdown. Hate everything else about the entire play, but sometimes there's just things that are going to go your way. Now, the big thing that I saw is they talk about the first two people off the bus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They actually have this in San Francisco where it's the first two people onto the field. And every single week, it's Trent Williams mm-hmm. and a man named Debo. Okay. Trent Williams, if you don't know, massive, faster than you are, uh, can jump higher than you are. What? And he's an absolute dog, will take your actual mm-hmm. head off. The other guy's name is Debo. That's his actual name. Those two lead them out of the tunnel with a speaker every single week. They were gone. People are like, why did they lose somebody? The, the two dudes that are not only leading you off the bus, but leading you onto the field, setting the tone, okay? Letting the entire stadium know this is what we're about. And also, if you're on that team and you see Trent Williams in the front doing that, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, I feel like we're okay. Yeah. I, I feel like we are in a good spot. Those two coming back, I think, is massive. Trent Williams told a story about number 31, shout out to a DB mm-hmm. on Debo's rushing touchdown, literally turning and running away from him. Mm-hmm. That's what he does whenever he's on a football field. Massive piece of information for them. I think the Niners are all the way back, and we need to act accordingly. I don't think those three games are even going to be talked about in about four or five weeks whenever we watch this Niners team continue to do what they were doing at the beginning of the year and adding Chase Young to the mix. I loved what I saw from the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, D-Bud. Yeah, had a three-game slide, so obviously people were panicking. And, uh, you know, at some point in the season, in the year, Brock is going to have to play without the full, you know, Arsenal, but I mean, like you said, tone setters. Trent Williams, yeah. best left tackle in the game. Going to be in a discussion for the best to ever do it at that position. Like you said, no man that big should be able to move like he did. And that was a great business decision by Darius Williams, by the way. Extend that play out, draw it out, oh, die, yeah. die slow, yeah, save the touchdown, line it up again. But yeah, him, obviously Debo been involved as well. But Brock Purdy, you know, the last couple games, he's been playing well outside of turning the ball over. C-Mac coming into this game, he needed more touches. Then he got over 20 touches this game. Uh, so the recipe was there. And then you had... You saw Chase Young, who was up front, too. You put him on the other side of Bosa. If he continues to play, uh, like, like, look at these two dudes. That helps. Yeah, they met, met at the quarterback. Yeah, that's Shout out help. to Ohio State doing it. Yeah, you that's going to help the defense get back on track, too. And they were sure. sitting right next to each other on the bench. I assume they were very, very tight uh, in college. Very, 
talented group. And Chase has a different feel. Now, he's not expected to be the pillar yeah. of a defense. He's just like, hey, just come in and add something. Mm-hmm. He did with half sack and some other stats, I believe. Now, you talk about McCaffrey getting over 20 touches. 16 rushes, 95 yards. Six receptions, 47 yards. No touchdown, though. Oh, 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 oh. This is what he had to say about the touchdown. Oh, we don't have it. Anyways, he said, I suck. Everybody else on our team scored a touchdown but me. 17 straight games, he had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make it to 18, though. Tied. Lenny Moore, former uh, Colts, great. With 17 straight weeks. This is the first time since long time ago oh, this God. happened. They tried to get him the ball four straight times in a mm-hmm. red zone at the end of the game. All the backups are on the field. Yeah. Love backup that, quarterback, backup offensive line, backup everybody else. Starter's still in on Jacksonville. I do love that they were attempting to get it to him, and everybody in the stadium knew what it was, and Jacksonville said, uh-uh. little moral victory at the end of that game, but overall, this Niners team's all the way back. Dennis. Yeah, the, I mean, everyone scored. IU scored. Kittle scored. Uh, Juszczyk scored. And then... That's on, not his name. Kyle Juszczyk? You said juice check. Juice check. As if you were like checking his juice. Like, what's the juice check? Yeah. Mm-hmm. is back. Well, maybe he should change it that because that's what that's how I say it. Yeah, you're right. It might be that actually. I've never really have and we ever asked him. He calls juice check. Yeah, but he goes by juice. Maybe it is juice check. Could be. Juice man. Use check. People do cup checks. Yeah. Or the Y. Oil checks. Yeah. This could be a juice check. I like it. I like it a lot. Good call, Tone, actually. The the defense was back, though. Like, they were were back. Hargrave, I think, had a couple. Bosa finally got home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Warner had a pick. I think Kufunga had a pick off of a Bosa sack or whatever, like, yeah, they were uh, they were back to the defense when it was five and zero, and we were like, "Oh, this team's winning the Super Bowl." That's that. That was that. Ty, I don't want to talk about the overreactions before we do them later. Uh, hashtag I don't want to overreact. But, but was there anybody saying stuff about Trevor Lawrence? Because I was reading the internet yesterday, and there was a lot of people dogging Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, a little bit, uh, but not not so much panicking because I think people are still very confident that they're going to be just fine. But I th- kind of more so. What like, were you nodding your head for? Yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it too because yeah. I've been a Trevor Lawrence fan, and you. You know, you feel like he kind of turned a corner, but it's just the consistency. And like you said, you see a lot of these plays, he's under pressure, but the consistency of being that generational talent that we've, um, you know, kind of crowned him to be since probably junior high school, uh, just haven't seen it on a week-to-week basis in the NFL yet. A a lot of it was basically saying, like, oh, we thought this was the Jags division in a runaway. Like, look what C.J. Stroud's doing. Like, the the Jags are in trouble for the next several years because of how well he's been playing. Yeah, and Will Levis came back down to earth. Uh Yeah, the Titans uh, only scored like six points there for a while. And you saw a lot of Rabel on the sideline. Now, it was only on a four screen for me, so I didn't get to hear all the chatter or watch the whole thing. But there was a lot of Rabel on the sideline just holding his old paper, you know, looking around. And then you start thinking about what's going on in these coaching jobs around yeah. in a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but Vrabes would be offered, just like oh, Bill Belichick, yeah. Vrabes would be offered anywhere, anytime yep. to coach anything. <laughs> like that, yeah. is, that is kind of how it would go. And you start continuing to look at what the Titans are. If they Now, I thought they had it with Will Levis. I thought it was like, all right, here we go. Here's the future. Yeah. And then they have one down week. Maybe I shouldn't sell it down the river yet. But there's still a thought like, what does Brable's future look like? None of us know. They might. And not that the Titans are our story this week, but now that they're undefeated at home, I think, and what, 0-6 away from home or mm. whatever it is, like, they just can't win on the road. I don't know if that's a Braves thing. Braves got to figure it out. Yeah, well, Baker Mayfield, too, whenever he's cooking. 18 for 29, 278, and two tuds yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, he also had a pick, uh, yeah. but the Buccaneers get a big win. You talked about what happened down in Houston. I don't want to just dive into that just yet, but I would like to talk about, hey, listen, you can't move the ball. Why don't the punter do it? Okay. Good idea. You have no offense, you're Iowa. Why don't you let the punter do his thing? Yeah. You can't score points. You guys suck. Well, let's have the kicker score some points. And then you can't win the game. 
Let's have the kicker uh-huh. win the game. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday will be remembered for one thing and one thing alone. That's the Week 10 walk-off bonanza. Five games had mm-hmm. kickers win games for them, and I can't tell you enough how jacked up and zeked I got watching all of them. Because sometimes, you know, a kicker will miss a kick, and people go crazy. Even though their team sucks. Their team <laughs> has been terrible mm-hmm. for four quarters. Mm-hmm. Well, you make the kick, we win the game. We don't have to talk about it. It's like, well, maybe you guys run for, I don't know, 14 yards, have two completions. Maybe it wouldn't come down to just this particular kick. But I get it. Do your job. Now, I only get to come out here four to five times an entire game if I miss one of them, you're going to kill me forever. You have a chance to do something 20, 30 times a game. You guys have sucked. But you know what? I'll do my job for you on this beautiful week 10. We're talking about new kickers in new places, saving and winning games for them. And don't look now. Don't look now. Deshaun Watson might be uh, yeah, all be. the way. Deshaun Watson be might be Deshaun Watson again. Now, there's a whole conversation that has to take place around Deshaun Watson anytime you mention his name. Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. You guys can have that. We're all thinking the same thing. Went through a lot, put himself through a lot. Very serious allegations took place. A very serious settlement. A lot of time away from football. But every time he got on the field since then, it seemed like he was inching closer back to the old Deshaun Watson. It was kind of exciting. Then he had this injury, fluke injury out of nowhere. He's off the field for a while. He's saying he's not healthy. They're saying he's healthy. Is this going to put a damper on everything? Deshaun Watson's back. Second half yesterday, won 14 for 14 or something like that. Rushed for a bunch of yards. And the end of the game was phenomenal. Here's Deshaun Watson in fourth quarter. Two minutes left. Second and 19. Strike to Cooper. Okay. That's a big time ball. Those two are supposed to be the connection for the future for this particular Mm -hmm. Cleveland Browns team. 31-30. Remember, it's not a tie game because Dustin Hopkins missed a 33-yard extra point earlier in the fourth quarter. Deshaun Watson breaking tackles, spinning, running, doing his... This is old Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. He didn't look as fast as old Sean Watson. His knee drive wasn't as much. I think he might have been tired here in the fourth quarter. But he was certainly elusive, running, held onto the ball, kept the clock moving too. Smart. Smart football from Deshaun Watson. Then he hands it off to Ford. We need one. Stumbling, fumbling, bumbling. Now where are we? Field goal range, baby, with the whole team strumming and mushing for the first down to move that. It's only Batania who Uh -uh. gets circled right there, who we absolutely love. It's the whole damn O-line getting in on the mix. Let's pick him up. Njoku, too, ran right through a human earlier in this game. He's an absolute specimen. Let's go ahead and move the entire pile. It's out physical. Then, from 40 yards, dead center, Dustin Hopkins out of Florida State says, give me that, let's win. They say, well, there's a flag. We can't let this kicker celebrate, obviously. We've got to call something. Ravens try to jump over the center. It does not matter. We keep it moving. Dustin Hopkins shows up for the Browns in a big way. Way to go, Dusty. Way to go, Dustin. Sean Watson being back is sweet. Yeah. The entire offensive line moving. Jerome Ford for that first down, awesome. Dustin Hopkins hitting a game winner for the Browns, spectacular mm-hmm. deep putt. Absolutely. And you talk about Deshaun Watson, the way he started off this game, Kyle Hamilton tapped up, Hit pick him. six, started off terrible. I think one one of nine to start off, and then to come back in the second half and finish 14 of 14, made some plays with his legs. This is what the Browns need. This is obviously what the Browns invested in the quarterback position. With that defense, I mean, they can win any given Sunday with that combination of uh, offense and defense. And the AFC North don't look now Uh pretty wide open. Uh Pretty wide open. Dustin Hopkins, too, another thing that doesn't get talked about. He was aiming left center on that particular upright that he was heading. I think he had some sort of read on the jet stream that was pushing it back to the right. His extra point that he had just missed moments before, that way he aimed left center and then that thing hooked to the left. For him to stick with his read and hit that thing left center and then for it to tail back uh, for a game winner, 
Beautiful. Because you miss that, you lose. Yeah. Oh. That's not like a tie, tie, which happened to a lot of these things. They're up one because of your miss. You miss that one again. Probably, so, yeah. probably getting fired. Yeah. That's probably the kicking world. Instead, he knocks it home. Browns get a big-time dub. Congrats to them. Let's talk about another walk-off, shall we? Another? No. I, there's five of these. <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah, it was a big-time Sunday. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions being tied with the Los Angeles Chargers. 38-38. This game, sneaky, came out of nowhere to be so incredibly explosive. Anytime Justin Herbert would score with the Chargers... Jared Goff would answer. Mm -hmm. Kind of becoming the story of the Detroit Lions, the brand new Lions, yep. is that Jared Goff will always answer. He doesn't blink. He doesn't do a damn thing. He just completes balls, and Ben Johnson has people open yeah. a lot. He's like Mike McDaniel mm -hmm. with the play calls, Darius J. Butler. He's an unbelievable play call, and they had a third and one where they hit the tight end right at the seam uh, for a touchdown. St. Brown, he's always going to dial oh. his guys up oh. uh, to get open and make plays. Pause this, please. Fourth and two mm -hmm. in field goal range. Yep. Okay, they're on the 27. So that would be a 45-yarder in SoFi. Easy kick mm -hmm. for anybody that's in the NFL. That would be a 45-yard field goal for Riley Patterson. Okay? One minute, 46 seconds left. The other team has one timeout, tie ball game. Okay? Field goal. Put you ahead. Uh-huh. Not with Justin Herbert on the other side, no, says MCDC. No. They've become an absolute buzzsaw. The old Lions choose to do this. Guess what happens? They don't get it. <laughs> no, Bingo. First and 10 going for the Chargers. The brand new Lions, though, as soon as we all saw this call, we go, smart call. Uh -huh. Keep Herbert off the field. What does Ben Johnson dial up? Oh, you named it. Jared Goff, Laporta, first mm -hmm. down. Detroit Lions. That would have been a decision, though. If that does not work. Oh, yeah. Big time. That would have made a lot of people go, oh, that's the same old Lions right there. Fourth quarter, right. minute 40 left in the game. You're tied in field goal range. Easily makeable kick. You don't take it. What are you trying to reinvent football? Yeah. What the hell? Instead, you get MCDC jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Straight, straight drop back, too. So you trust your quarterback. It's not like you're putting them on the edge to dial up something that's a quick throw in the flat. High-low concept. You trust your quarterback to make the right read, right throw, and he does. And, he, and they win. Yeah. Allie hits one for him. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions getting a big-time dub. Foxy, that fourth and two, I was watching. Yeah. I'm hey. like, whoa, hey. whoa, why are yeah. we doing this? Damn. And then I think to myself, Dan Campbell's not making a wrong decision here. Never. Boys, what I have seen pull. that game a thousand times in my life, and every single time we lose that game. That is the definition of the brand, brand new, new Lions. Lions. I knew MCDC was going for it. I was yelling for him to go for it. Earlier in the game, first half of that game, it's fourth and five. We go for it on just a power run right down the middle, and we get a first down. I love this guy, and I want him to go for it on fourth down. Every single time. Coaching matters in the NFL. MCDC is showing that. Yeah, but he doesn't always go for it. Yeah. Not it, always. It was absurd because the second half started, and obviously it was already a shootout in the first half, and I believe the ball was on the 37-yard line for the Lions, and they decided not to kick it. So that's why I almost thought – the reason they went for it on fourth and two is because they didn't trust him as much. Yeah, and then Jack mm -hmm. Fox hit the punt inside the 10. Great punt. 
And then thirty-seven yarder would have been a fifty-five yarder. I mean, that's still a yeah, bomb. But yeah. for them to punt from there is very abnormal for right. this MCDC Ben Johnson offense. But he's coaching a win, man. Yeah, yeah. He's I love coaching it so a win, much. man. And, and you know what? The Chargers are the new same old Lions oh, because no. I feel so wow. bad for those guys. Herbert is like Stafford used to be. He's so close, plays so good, and they just don't that's win right. for whatever reason. It's not Herbert's fault because he was on the money the oh, whole game. Hey, but I was yeah. about to say he had he, a couple that were. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, he was on one. Yes, that's he, why I'm not concerned about the defense. Because Herbert's just that good. Yeah. The the whole Lions fan base, though, whenever I said, this is what MCDC just chose to do in a tweet, kind of laid it out. Yes. They were like, yeah, he's coaching to win. Mm -hmm. He's coaching to win. I love that he's coaching to win. You don't get that. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, oh my God. God. Yep. Do you see the throw, too? What's that? It, it wasn't like... It was on the money, but boy, it was wobbling. Yeah, like it a was a vintage ball. golf duck. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a duck. There's on a lot the of completed money. ducks yesterday. We're about to see a, a couple of, more. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Commanders and the Seahawks. Here we go. Sneaky game. Good game. Very Very good sneaky game. game. The Commanders have traded away everybody that's good on their defense. Mm -hmm. Hey, remember, that just happened in the last couple of days. Sam Howell, this quarterback, he's going to put it on you until the end of the game. He's a real gunslinger. He might give the ball to the other team, but he's going to make some big plays. And Geno Smith didn't have his best game, but whenever they needed it, 26-26, he finds this guy that he's built like nobody else is built. Mm -hmm. He's bigger, stronger, faster, more jacked, more ripped, with sweeter earrings and sweeter hair than you. And he finds him twice to get big-time gains, lets the clock run down. Geno Smith, calm, cool, and collected. Let's go ahead and kill this. Three seconds. Is Jason Myers going to make this kick? Yes. That's all Jason Myers does. We don't really talk about this guy ever as a weapon. Anytime this guy's on the field, the ball's going through the uprights. I think I've seen him miss two times yeah. in like 10 years, it yeah. feels like. Crazy. All he does is make kicks. It's not easy to kick up there in the Pacific Northwest either with the wind and the sound and every game is a big one and everything like that. He nails it for them. Congrats to the Seahawks being a part of the Week 10 walk-off bonanza. Uh, Seahawks, much different this year, even though we're staring at their record right now. Very much in the mix of everything in the NFC. Yeah, nobody expected uh, I can't think anyone expected had a high expectation for the Seahawks last year coming into the year. Obviously this year, completely different. Some people probably even picked them to win that division after all that explosiveness on, on offense and then you got better on defense, so on. Um, you're getting everybody's best shot week in and week out. But like you said, Gino didn't have his best game. Ooh. But in the biggest moment, you know, well, put his team in position to win it. it like, Gino didn't have his best game. And who cares? Because he let him down the field to win it in the end. But, yep. boy, there are some times where he looks bad. He looks like New York Jet, <laughs> New York Giant, Gino Smith. Yeah. And we don't know why that is. I have no clue. Don't like it. Number one offense in the NFL last regular yeah. season. Yeah. That's really what they were. As soon as Russell Wilson got out of town, which I've been hearing some rumors about some stuff that Russell Wilson does. Oh, like what type of rumors? Mm -hmm. Huh? What, what, what type of rumors? Just like more weird shit. Oh, yeah? Oh. Not, not personal, professional stuff. Oh, oh. okay. So not really. oh, it makes sense. Not anything freaky. Like allegedly like painting the other team's logo on the practice field has to happen. Russ is the one that's kind of the driving yeah. force behind it. Get the boys ready. It's like, I like that. I kind of appreciate that. But oh. I guess he stopped doing it for a couple weeks. And then is that why they lost it? And then they brought it back this okay. week. Okay. Oh. So what does that mean for the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. And the reason why I say it's weird shit, I've never heard that before. So it's weird to me. I don't know if I like it or if I hate it, but I know that Russell Wilson's always doing the most. And when he's yes, doing he the is. most, it's like if you win, it's good. If not, it's terrible. Tonight's a big game for Russell. Uh -huh. Let's move nice. on. Gino Smith, great year last year. No, it's great this year. Let's go, Gino. Yeah. Go, Gino. Yeah. Keep going, Gino. Let's go, Mountaineers. Then we have the Texans. Bengals. This one is one that makes me feel so damn good. 
because there's a rookie quarterback down in Houston right now mm-hmm. who's not just up for offensive rookie of the year. No, no. He needs to be in the damn MVP conversation, leading the NFL in pass yards as a rookie for the first time in like forever or something. Now he goes into Joe Burrow's house, into the jungle. They say, Welcome to the jungle. We are hunting games. CJ said, I love this. I wish it was a little bit colder because I'd like to be in a cold jungle to get back into Ohio State. Him and Joe Burrow battling, dueling. This is the brand new Joe Burrow who's back from what he was Mm -hmm. in the earlier uh, part of the year where he wasn't that great. 27-27. Joe Burrow just scored. Hey, Rook, are you going to get a first down? Yes, you are on third and six. C.J. Stroud handles every situation. He looks a guy off. He moves the defender. That guy 57 falls. You know why? Because C.J. Stroud looks to his right, then comes back to his left. He's manipulating defense. He did throw a pick earlier. Mm-hmm. His second one he's ever thrown in the NFL. People wondered if he was broken, if he'd be gun shot. Uh-uh. Big dog. Noah Brown. Two weeks. Woo, 150 yards now. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. He's finding a new weapon. Nico wasn't even playing. Nope. His number one wide receiver wasn't even on the field. Need you to go make a play. Need you to have a drive for the Houston Texans to not only get us in a conversation for the AFC South, but how about the whole damn thing yeah. with the way D'Amico Ryans has the defense humming as well. And then in the end, who needs Ooh. to win it for you? The kicker. 30-27. Amendola, who was kicking with Nick Folk, or no, uh, Nick Novak, I believe, last week in San Diego on Instagram, wow. looking for a job. Kaimi Fairbairn hurts himself last week. D- Dare Ogumbawale kicks Boom. for him. They sign Amendola, and what do you need to do? Oh, I don't know, just make a game winner in Paycor Stadium in front of a Cincinnati fan base that has been compared to colleges around the country. Congrats to the week's walkouts. We missed the Falcons in the cards. Matt Prater did what Matt Prater does, mm-hmm. which is bury home a short one. And uh, Welcome back, Kyler. And Kyler Murray yeah. is electrified. He was doing yeah. so we'll dive into that later. We appreciate that Kyler Murray's back playing football. But joining us right now is a man who might have more information about a lot of stuff happening around the NFL. He's a Michigan man, so... Uh-oh. Yeah. That just has to be said. Like senior NFL insider for ESPN, Adam Schefter. Yeah, Hello, everybody. Hey, Pat, very interesting. You were talking about the Texans and Dari Agumbawale. The great part about that last week when he kicked that field goal, what people missed out on is that that day, Damian Pierce was out with an ankle injury. And because he was out, the only reason that Dari Agumbawale was active wow. was because Pierce was out. If Pierce had been up that day, Agumbawale would not have been up. There it is. Okay. And they would not have had a backup kicker. So Damian Pierce's injury that day actually saved the Texans and allowed Dari Agumbawale to Three, become four. something of a little bit of a legend down there, kicking the field goal. Yesterday had a huge special teams tackle. Boom. Levels a guy. Love that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're having the kind of season mm-hmm. that the Texans are, and they become exciting and relevant right. and fun to watch with C.J. Stroud leading the way. Hey, great job bouncing back, too, with the way you pronounced his name that one time. Right, yeah, great work. <laughs> you were so wrong. I don't think I've ever heard somebody more wrong about a name. And then just what? Six seconds later, Boom. nails it. Yep. And then back at it. Shefty, that's big-time stuff right there. That's yeah. why this is JSBN Journalism Sports Network. Let's dive into some journalism. I saw Derek Carr's head get removed from his body yesterday Whoa. in a close-up fashion. Jameis Winston comes back. What are we thinking about for Derek Carr and the Saints? And what does the future look like there? Is this Jimbo's team now all of a sudden? Well, we have a bye week for the Saints. So they get a bye to get ready. And I would imagine if and when after the bye happens, Carr passes through concussion protocol, has an extra week to rest his shoulder, hell of a chance to be ready. But if not, 
Jameis looked like he brought a little bit of spark and juice to that team. It's fun to watch Jameis. James seemed to be a bit more adventurous when he plays. Now, I would think it'll be Carr's job, but uh, let's see what happens when they come back from the bye. They've got a week to sort through those decisions. Let's stay in the NFC South. Another quarterback injury. Taylor Heineke goes down. Desmond Ritter comes back in, plays good football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought he was going to have his moment. Thought Artie Smith was going to be able to be happy. Yeah. Nah, that is not the case. Cards walk right down the field and steal it from him. Desmond Ritter back in the lineup. He plays well. What does that mean for the future, you think, down there? Well, he's got a hamstring injury, uh, Heineke does. And Ritter came on, and you can see after the game, Arthur Smith, guest of the program, friend of the show, uh, seemed to kind of support Desmond Ritter, as he has all along. And we'll see what he decides to do. I, it sounds like with the hamstring injury, uh, they're going to have to turn back to Ritter. So he's going to have to stand by him and support him because typically when players get hamstrings, it's usually a little bit of time. I would imagine that might be the case with Heineke. We'll see. And they're going to have to turn back to Ritter. And um, I think everybody was happy yesterday that Bijan got involved, right? That's always a topic du jour down in Atlanta. So people are happy about that. We'll see what he decides to do a quarterback, too. What's the topic du jour? It's the topic of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that sounds good. Oh, <laughs> like the soup du jour, the topic du jour. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, didn't, but we were, I didn't realize we were going to go from a Goomba Wale to a du jour here in a matter Jeez. of a few questions. Oui, oui. Grazie. I mean, things are really going here. Uh, let's talk about another quarterback <laughs> situation. If Josh, let's just, hypothetical. Hey, hypothetical Monday. Okay. Nice. Right. Welcome. Love Love Welcome these. to hypothetical Monday. Woo! Go ahead. Josh Dobbs. Okay. Let's say they do something here. Let's say they go on and do something special here. Because I don't know what was that an update on Josh Dobbs there? Is that a, is this a good question? Good time? <laughs> not the pastor, not nothing about him. No. Okay, sick. Great nickname too. Josh Dobbs though, he's we just assume he's going to go undefeated with Kevin O'Connell. I just assume that's how this is going to work out. Kirk Cousins' deal is up. Has there been a conversation with Dobbs when he got traded in? Like, hey, there's a chance it's a long-term deal for you as well because we have no quarterback long-term? Or how do you think it kind of plays out? And what do you think the future with Dobbs, if they do continue to have the great success that they're currently having for two weeks? It's only been two weeks. Mm-hmm. But if he goes on to do some real shit here yeah. with the Vikings, yeah. what is the decision to be made there for them, you think? How do they lean? <laughs> Well, that's, that's amazing, right? It's And he kind of went through this in Arizona. The Cardinals trade for him, and everyone's kind of mocking it initially. Like, they're trading for Josh Dobbs. What are you, you're starting Josh Dobbs? Whoa, whoa, Josh Dobbs is playing pretty well. Can he unseat Kyle Murray? And then he kind of came back to, to earth a bit, and they wound up giving him away to Minnesota. And now he goes to Minnesota. Let me just say this. Watching him the last two weeks is like watching – Steve McNair, run around, make plays, be an MVP. The guy's been unbelievable. It's hard for me to process that this is his ninth NFL team, that the Browns traded him, the Cardinals traded him. He's on his third team of the season just this year, and he looks like he's a Pro Bowl quarterback out there. He's been unbelievable, and he's on an expiring contract, which makes it all the more interesting. This is not a shot at Josh Dobbs. I love what he's doing, love watching the guy. He's been as good as anybody when he's been out there. But he's got to sustain it over the rest of the season to have the type of decision I think that you're talking about at the end. Of the, if he maintains this and keeps this up, yeah, it's hard to move on from that guy, right? I think there were people in Minnesota that wanted a mobile quarterback, which is why some of this Kirk Cousins conversation even came up to begin with. And so Dobbs brings this different element to that team. They have responded to him the way the, the Raiders have responded to Antonio Pierce the last two weeks. These two guys are lighting it up in their own respective uh, professions. And there he is yesterday. They're showing him where his locker is in the locker. He doesn't know. So the week before he comes in, 
He leads the team to victory. Uh, Josh, this is the Wilfs. They own the team. Oh, nice to meet you, Mr. Wilf. He didn't right? know like, guys on the field's name. He didn't know guys on the field's <laughs> name. Well, yeah, we know that, right? But he meets the owner after the win for the first time. Yesterday, he shows up in the locker. Where's my locker? After he led the team to a win. And now he's out, and he's got them to two wins in two straight weeks. They've won five straight. Mm -hmm. Who needs Justin Jefferson when you got Josh Dobbs out there throwing strikes and bombs everywhere? Like, TJ Hawkinson in the first half yesterday was unbelievable. And Josh Dobbs, I, I just I can't believe it. I'm watching this guy that nobody else was interested, that nobody else wants to hold on to him, yeah. that he's been through nine teams, yep. and he's lighting it up. It's unbelievable to yeah, me. We're all incredibly fascinated by it because it's like if you're not the team's guy, even if you play good, do you even have a real opportunity? It kind of is exposing a little bit of an NFL thing that happens at a lot of positions, let alone the quarterback position, where it's like, if you're not the GM's guy, or if you're not the front office's chosen one, do you really have an opportunity to do your thing? It's like, feels like Josh Dobbs over the last few weeks, few months, has proven like he could be a guy. Yeah. Will somebody let him be one? Hopefully it's Minnesota. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, I went back to a couple of teams and I said, why is nobody sticking with this guy? I asked that question, and somebody said to me, this guy is an unbelievable guy. Aces is a guy, just the kind of guy you want on your team. Aces. Not, not always aces. accurate. So mm. I remember that statement, that not, and, and I'm, I'm watching the guy throw dimes. I'm like, this guy's accurate to me. Like, how, I'm just telling what people thought in the past. Yeah. Not accurate. I watched that. He's accurate. He's accurate, and he's the kind of guy I want on my team. And so it a just makes it's a, it's, a, it's a great story to watch, and everybody's rooting for the guy. And he plays the Broncos on Sunday, and they got a little bit of a running back issue now this week because they lost Cam Akers last week to the torn Achilles. They lost Alexander Madison to concussion yesterday. They're signing back Miles Gaskin, who who went to the Rams, is now going back to Minnesota. And the starting running back on Sunday might just be Ty Chandler who, by the way, looked like he was shot out of a county yeah. yesterday, like exploding through the line. Like, it doesn't matter who they plug in in Minnesota. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Everybody's doing their job. Like, oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson's gone. Jordan Addison, all world. Okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins is gone. Josh Dobbs, lighting it up. All world. Oh, Alexander Madison, you're concussed. Touch handle. You take this handoff and you explode through the line and you go score a touchdown. Everybody does it. Like, I feel like if... They called on you, Pat. Well, You'd be lighting it up and going to the Hall of Fame here. Yeah, you're damn right. I mean, that feels like that's the Kevin O'Connell touch. But if you remember at the beginning of the year, football gods were not blessing the Minnesota oh, Vikings. No. There was tips. There was overthrows. There was losses. It was like last year, they were 11-0 and in three-point games. This year, they started 0-4 or something like that. Couldn't get it. Now the football gods seem to be all the way back in their favor. And I think all anybody's asking is Josh Jobs is the passionate Can you take me higher? Love the that Josh. That was awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. So Absolutely awesome. All right, let's go to some other teams that have some updates. Go ahead, D-Bud. Yeah, I'll stick with the running backs. Uh, Devon Achan down there in Miami. Yeah, well I know said. they uh, activated him. Is he all the way back? I think he's going to be back. I expect that he'll play this week. It sounds like he was tracking to do that. They sounded enthused. He's got to get through the week of practice first, and they'll make sure that he's okay. And that's another guy you're excited to see because when he was out there, woof, you talked about fast. That guy was explosive. blast off. And he makes that offense that much more explosive. So they opened the practice window for him today. He'll be back out there. And assuming no setbacks, I would think he'll be out there on Sunday against the Raiders and Antonio Pierce. Okay, that's big news. Dude. That is big news for that Miami Dolphins team. Also, the Hard Knocks in-season trailer came out for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. 
It's going to be good. good. Oh, it's yeah. going to be good. It looks next like week. it debuts next week, right? Next Tuesday, the 21st. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, I think. Only on Mox. Max. Oh, Mox. 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 Max. Max. Not Max. HBO. Wait, what's that? No. Oh, HBO. Okay. No. 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 Drop the <laughs> can't keep up. Drop Got the it. HBO. Bingo. That's yeah. what they did. So it's smart. just Max Mox. Plus. Okay. Anyways, it, it's going to be awesome. I think NFL Films got one. It feels like Miami's mm-hmm. all the way in on it, and it's been an exciting season. T- a couple tough questions coming right down the pike here. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, let, me guess. let me guess. I can guess them. Ready? You want me to guess them in advance? Go ahead. One's going to be Bill Belichick. One's going to be Zach Wilson. Okay, well... Nah. Certainly two of the six. Yeah. I mean, there he is. <laughs> we have a new seg. We have a new seg for you, but let's start with the Bill Belichick seg. Yeah, Go ahead. Why don't, you, why don't you shut your trap? I'm interviewing you, okay? I'm asking the questions around here. You're not telling me what they are. It's but, fine. But they are. <laughs> but they are. Uh, let's put your ass on the hot seat about the hot seat in the NFL right now, Shefty. You mentioned it. Bill Belichick, of course. He is on the hot seat. But Brandon Staley, it seems as though his seat's getting a little hotter. Artie Smith, we were down in Georgia, and boy, oh boy, those fans hot. those fans are getting loud about Artie Smith. And then even tonight with McDermott going and the things in Buffalo happening as they are, are all these guys kind of in that hot seat territory? Would you put only Bill in the hot seat because that's the one that you thought we were talking strictly about? But <laughs> where, where would you rank all four of those guys? And are, are all four of those guys definitely going to be head coaches for those teams next year? See, I, I think – before I was told to shut my trap there, like, I think we expanded the question and branched out beyond Belichick uh-huh. and put all those other guys. I think we're going to go down a Belichick path. But I think these are the guys, look, we're in the time of the year where teams are making a playoff push or their coach is coming under fire. And if they're not making the push, there's going to be questions about all these guys. If you're not winning, basically you're speculating. And that was winds up happening with a lot of these teams. Belichick, I think, obviously becomes the most interesting topic of almost any NFL story right now and what a decorated franchise and an accomplished owner and an historic coach all decide to do at the end of the season. And we don't know how that's going to go. None of us know how that's going to go, but everybody's waiting to see. And the fact that it is even a topic is what makes it so interesting. Uh, Brandon Staley, we've heard these questions for a while now. Uh, They have to win, I think, to answer them. And as long as they don't win, uh, then it's going to come up. The last few weeks, they won. We didn't hear anything about it. The news uh-huh. yesterday, here we go. Brandon Staley, Arthur Smith. Uh, I, I don't know. Like Again, they lost yesterday, and they lost the week before to Josh Dobbs. So they're coming up two losses. So we're going to put them on the hot seat today. That's that's the way it goes in the NFL. Uh, he's been he's on been it. On. He's been on. Check the mentions. <laughs> don't search <laughs> Arthur Smith on X right now. Oh, it's bad. He's, he's afraid Wait, of the program. Okay. We love him. It's not good. Yeah, you know, I think people, a lot of that is uh, they're, they're all angry about the way Bijan's being used. Some Falcons fans, some fancy football managers. Like, they see this team with this talent. Like, last week when they were playing the uh, Vikings, they got down to the one-yard line. Four plays. You got the eighth overall pick. Bijan didn't touch it. Didn't touch it once. Yeah. Right? And so, the people yeah. that... He gave a five-minute answer that, about it. Remember, yeah. he, he gave I, I, a five-minute answer about it. He was like, sometimes it's supposed to, and it doesn't. All right? Get off my ass. <laughs> Pretty much is what he said for five minutes. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, but we were down there. You alluded to it. We were in Athens, mm-hmm. which is an hour and a half from Atlanta. I think there's a lot of Falcons fans down there. A lot of them. Oh, 
He is not beloved down there. No. Well, he, here's the problem. So he's not beloved down there amongst their fans. And I'm just telling you, all the people that drafted Bijan Robinson and we're living in a fancy football universe, they're all pissed off at him too because this guy's out there and he's not doing what they expected, right? Like that's that game. We've got a guy. We're in an ESPN league. We play for you know amongst our colleagues and friends, and it became like a, a source of amusement that they're not handing the football to Bijan Robinson at the one yard line. You got this guy that is incredibly gifted, talented, that was worthy of the eighth overall pick, and he's not even on the field at a time where they could put the game away with a touchdown. I bet that group text is lit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, so lit. Uh, one coach not being chatted about maybe on the hot seat, Dayball, shall mm. we? By the way, I'll tell you what, Pat. New York, uh, you've been here before, right? A couple times, yeah. Yes, yeah New, New York has great pizza. Great, great pizza. Mm-hmm. Very cheap, great, good great, pizza. Yeah. Very cheap, good great, pizza. Ba- great bagels, yep. right? Yeah, but, we, but we don't do touchdowns very well in New York here between yeah, the Jets yeah. and Giants. Bro, those Jets stats that are coming out are Man. remarkable. They are like 36 consecutive drives with no touchdown, I think mm-hmm. is what Hembo put up this morning on Get Up for the New York Jets. And then 14 of the last 17 games that yep. Nathaniel Hackett has called a, a plays. There's only been one touchdown or fewer or something like that. It's like it, this. We don't we did not check this from Andrew Mason. He has been covering the NFL for a while, has a lot of followers. We assume it's true. We assume what he's saying is true. Andrew Mason's a friend of mine. He's a very smart guy. Okay, so we're assuming. Nathaniel Hackett's last 17 games as play caller. His offense have generated one or fewer touchdowns 14 times. And I'm I'm telling you, there's more stats to say. This guy has no clue what he's doing. (laughs) This guy's got no... You watch that Jets game, it's like, damn, this sucks, which will lead to Ty's question. But let's stay in New York. Let's go to the Giants on America's Game of the Week. Yep. Game of the week. Mm-hmm. We got the Cowboys blowing out the Giants and having to watch that Giants team. Now, shout out to Dak bouncing back. Oh, yeah. Baby Dak. They're still playing great. And CD is unstoppable, which yep. is good news for them going forward. And the defense seemingly hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are hunting again. So it's all good for the Dallas Cowboys. But on the opposite side, Wink Martindale and Dayball, I think we all had high hopes and aspirations because how good they both are as coaches and have been for what they did last year. This year, they're only going to get better. They suck. Hey, they're bad. And no Daniel Jones, obviously, but they they suck over there. What is it? What's next for them, you think, Shefty? Well, as we said, right, last year, Joe Shane himself, the GM, said in this city, you go from Bono to Bozo real quick. And last year he was Bono, and this year there he's Bozo. That's that's the way it goes. They everything they've done has gone wrong. Nobody stayed healthy. All the decisions have not worked. Nobody's played well. And the season's become like a dumpster fire for them. And now you're just trying to get through it, endure it, and then move on. Right now, I think they're scheduled to have the second overall pick in the draft, as it is today. And let's be frank and honest, like that's that's the hope and that's the saving grace of the season that they're going to go into the draft and they're going to get a great, great player and have a chance to have somebody really special. But they're going to have some misery yeah. to endure for the rest of the way. And... During the course of all that misery, uh, when you've lost all these guys, <laughs> there are going to be questions about Brian Dayball and Josh. It's going to come up. It just has to because they've been so bad this year and the season's gone so south so quickly. So uh, bad year to be a New York Giants football fan. Last year was great. This year, not so much. That guy Frank is always telling it how it is, too. Anytime mm-hmm. we beat him, mm-hmm. you know, let's be frank. That's some bitch a straight shooter. That's right. And he, Frank is. Oh, yeah. Frank will keep it right down the middle. Let's be Frank. Let's be Frank more. I agree. Let's be Frank more. Yes. 
Ty has a question for you. You're going to love it. You predicted it. Yeah, Chef, you mentioned Zach Wilson. And, and when you look at all the stuff with Nathaniel Hackett, obviously it seems like he may stink at his job. But at what point are the Jets just going to cut bait? Like we heard Rodgers basically say, hey, I'm shooting for a potential mid-December return. Like I, I, I know Salah said, like, hey, he's our guy. He gives us the best chance to win. It's very clear, like, when you watch the game, like, this guy does not give them the best chance to win. Like, he's just, and it's not necessarily his fault, but, like, are we just going to keep doing the same song and dance where Sala basically lies to the media and everyone and says, like, hey, we're sticking with this guy. Everyone believes him, even though post game, you got guys like Garrett Wilson basically crying in the locker room because he's saying, like, I just want the offense to be better. <laughs> I want someone who can throw me the ball. Like, is there any chance they're going to start? Trevor Simeon or someone else so that when Rodgers potentially does return, they're not like 4-10 and ten and it's a moot point because they're out yeah. of the playoff picture? Well, the, it, see, that's the whole thing. Unless they do their job, they're going to blow up the Aaron Rodgers comeback because why is he coming back if they're eliminated from the playoffs? And they have got to find a way to keep it close. Now, they could continue to stick with Zach Wilson, and maybe they will. That has been the unwavering stance of the organization since the night that Rodgers went down with the ruptured Achilles. They have not publicly vacillated off that at all. Everybody else That's is wondering when they're going to turn to Trevor Simeon to give this team a spark. Now, you can't look at that game last night and say that Trevor Simeon couldn't provide some kind of spark. Now, I don't know that he'd be better, but it might be worth a shot. They have not indicated up until now that they're willing to do that. I think everybody else is just waiting for this team to get some sort of injection of life, some sort of injection, and hoping and thinking that maybe Trevor Simeon can be the guy because they've got to find a way to win a couple of these games to make it so that Aaron Rodgers' potential comeback is relevant. If, if they keep losing, he could want to come back in mid-December all he wants. Yeah. Why is he coming back if they're 4-8, and 4-9? There's no reason for him to put himself out there behind that offensive line and risk himself when you should be getting ready for next season if they're out of the playoffs for this season. They need a spark right now. Yeah. So they could continue to stick with that all they want. But the fact of the matter is everybody in New York, everybody in New York outside of that organization is waiting for them to make a change and to see if there's somebody that can inject some life into this offense that hasn't had much in recent weeks. Gary Wilson has been doing well for our fantasy team. Yeah, right? he's still doing very well. And I think Zach threw for 230 or something like that. But you're right. I, I don't, I'm not around as many Jets fans as you on a day-to-day because you live over there. Boy, the Jets fans I know send hilarious text <laughs> messages about the state of the Jets and their thoughts about Zach Wilson. They, oh, yeah. uh, they don't like him. Mm-mm. They do not like him. Uh, hitting a little hezzy on Max Crosby, though. BYU Pro Day. Oh, yeah. Very mm-hmm. athletic. Hail Mary. Oh, I nice. mean, it was that was a nice little play. And then if he stays in bonds there, all these 36 consecutive things. It's an interesting scene over there. Aaron didn't throw in warm-ups last night. Mm. Hey, that was a storyline. We, we'll ask him about tomorrow. Journalism. We'll ask him mm-hmm. about tomorrow. Speaking of journalism, uh, tonight, what should we be thinking about? What uh, Is there anything that we have not maybe hit upon or anything that we haven't really focused upon about this Broncos-Bills game that we need to think before plus seven going to the Denver Broncos on the road in western New York? Yeah, well, what's interesting is the Broncos feel like they've got a little bit of life and they feel like they have begun to find themselves here. Now, we'll find out tonight if that's true. Um, but 
you know, Sean Payton's telling the team, you know, after they beat the Chiefs, you know, who scares you now? If you could beat Kansas City, which had beaten the Broncos 16 straight games, who scares them? If they could beat the Chiefs and almost beat them in Kansas City a couple of weeks before, then why can't they play with anybody? So we'll find out whether or not they could continue to build off that coming off their bye week. By the way, their first game since the bye week. The Bills, they, they've looked off. They have not looked. What's like- going on up there, Chef? You've heard something. You've heard. There's been a lot of things oh. that have been said. Basically, it's a, I, I think, outside looking in, there's something going on in the locker room. Yes. I don't know what it is. There's something going on in the locker room. You're hearing the same thing. Well, I'm not telling you there's something going on in the locker Well, there's got to be something going on in the locker room, of course. But it mm-hmm. just it these are not the bills that we've there's seen. They're, they're not they're not playing at the same level. They're not functioning on defense without some of those guys that they lost to injury. The offense yeah. just seems a little bit uh. it's just it's just not what we're used to seeing from them. So it's early. Are they gonna be able to get that back? Or are they gonna continue to flounder like this and raise questions and leave people wondering we what can. are the issues? That are afflicting the team. Just right? like the, just like the, hey, whatever's going on, leave it there. And then the other things that are said about Weird. it, it's like there's something going on up there. Hope they figure it out because we love the Buffalo Bills. Just like we love chatting with you every single week. Thank you for making time, boss. On behalf of Dari Agumbalale, I'm going to have my soup du jour right now. Have a great Monday, man. We oui. grazie, <laughs> prego, Adam Schefter. Yeah, Joining us now is a man who uh, is called. I cannot wait to see this. So college pumped. football national champion, Super Bowl champion, yeah. Ryder Cup winner, a uh, guy who's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. He's beaten COVID a few times. Mm-hmm. Father of ten, and from what I've been told, will look a little different today. Okay. What? Well, how? He's been through some shit. Oh, you no. would never understand, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron James Hawk. Yeah. Did you get beat up? Who beat your ass? Some, Jim Harbaugh beat the hell out of you. Wow. Butt? Are you okay? I was hoping. I was hoping you guys might not notice, but I thought it might be a bit of a distraction today. But yeah, I uh, look at this. Oh, oh my god! I got straight eye patch put on this morning. Yeah, not a long story. Bent down to pick up Axel. He threw his arms up so fast, his thumb went about six inches oh. deep into my eyeball, and yeah, his nail, oh. his nail chopped off part of my eye, I guess, or whatever. And they. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Tried to fight through it. Tried to figure it out. Dropped my kids off at school and then went to the doctor. And he said, oh, yeah, a third of your cornea is gone. There's a big divot out of there. So what? Hopefully I can get this patch off tomorrow, though. Are you blind? I doubt it, pal. A third of I your cornea. I can't cor- see anything. No, I can barely see anything, yeah. So he's not blind, obviously. One eye's covered, of course. But are you going to be blind oh, forever? Like, is this going to recover? Did, did they say cornea? Oh, no. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, it's going to regrow. We'll be good. Are you sure of that? Is that you just like nope. talking? I'm not sure of anything. I'm not <laughs> sure of anything right now. But that's the plan, man. It's gonna be great. This is good. I told you last night. I texted you. I said I might have a bit of an eye situation tomorrow, and that's before I knew any of this. I just knew I couldn't open my eye, and it was bright red inside, and it oh, burned geez. all night. I will say oh, that is terrible. I wish that upon no human. When I get a little hair in my eye, oh, I am so mad. It's the worst. It is so uncomfortable. The whole, I mean, it is a very difficult thing to go through, so I apologize. I did tease earlier, like, hey, I think AJ's going to look a little different because this is the first time you've ever texted me and said something happened. First time ever. Wow. First time this has ever happened. So That I was knew- last night, too, before anyone knew anything. They just thought, like, I was at my one of my son's flag football games, 
and it was the very beginning of the game when I got jabbed, and I knew instantly, like, this is not a normal eye poke, man. And I was, <laughs> people would come up and talk to me. I was like, I'm just telling you, I'm not crying. I've got a, I got an eyeball situation thing going on. I'm not jabbed. high. Okay? I'm moving it on. Yeah. I don't have pink eye. I haven't been around any butts. I'm not high. I'm not crying. I'm all emotional, like Michigan coach. Yeah. You're allowed to show your emotion. That's <laughs> right. A lot of people say that's wild the way you reacted, but hey, that's passion. Yeah. It's hard to win a football game. It's hard to win a football game, especially if you get an opportunity like that, especially with the passing of the head coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like that whole thing. But like uh, you having to explain that and say, no, just Axel just thumbed my eye or whatever, I assume got annoying. And the fact you lost a third of your cornea, is that what you said? Yeah, he he the guy, you know, put my put my eye in there and he, he looked and he's like, okay, yep, here we go. He got the, the patch out and he's like, he, you know what he did ask me? He said, Do you have to be seen in public today? And I said, uh, yeah, kind of. And he said, Okay, well hopefully yeah. meet me at eight AM tomorrow in my office and hopefully we can take this off. Okay, so there is a little bit of uh, like a doctor who said maybe tomorrow this thing's all healed back up, even though you got a third of your cornea well, ripped off. Good enough to take the patch off, I guess, tomorrow. Get, like, I guess whatever whatever kind of healing you can get overnight, yeah. We'll see what happens. Hey, and shout out to those glasses, those le- the, 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 what are these? Oh, bro. The bifocals? The, no, the, the transition? The part that's here, these things. Uh, oh, the like frame. The, oh, yeah, the frame. He's barely oh. even fit my jump. That's what I'm head. saying. They're he's hanging barely, on barely for dear life. <laughs> yeah. what, is, yeah. what is this part called here? The thing that goes around your ear? I honestly have no idea. Me neither. I was <laughs> just trying to find the word. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was going to call it the legs of it. But I think. I think legs place. Yeah. The legs are hanging on for dear life. There. Maybe. Maybe you go to a gas station, pick up some of Connor's sunglasses for tomorrow. If it's going to be the new you. What if your sunglasses? Yeah. AJ Hawk. That'd be sick. Send you some. Maybe. We'll see what happens, man. I don't know. I've tried a couple different pairs. Trust me, none of them fit. Especially, I have an old school eye patch, too, I could put over it. Then no glasses fit. We need that part. Yeah. Need it now. I'll see. I'll see, but it, well, you I won't. tell you what, they don't make those, <laughs> oh. they don't make those for extra large heads either because okay. the thing adjusts, and it is so tight on my head still. So the hinge, the temple, and the temple tip is the name of these things. I'm, I'm that's talking not about, right. Yeah, this that seems interesting. I'm, I'm talking about the one that says temple is the one that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm looking at a different one. It also is calling that the temple. Okay. Things make okay. sense to me. Because your temple's right there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Axel yeah. didn't get your temple. Yeah, yeah part, dead. part is the cornea. That's the one, right? That's the that's in the inside, correct? It like covers what it, it covers your eyeball and stuff. It's like the center. <laughs> Like the Whatever it is, it was bleeding all night long. Yeah, it was brutal. Did you look like Saban? That I look like Saban's? No, I couldn't even. Like I tried to open it enough. Well, I walked into the doctor's office in the morning, and the lady goes, "Oh, okay. You um, we got. Let me give you some numbing drops because I looked. Both eyes were just shot because I guess the left eye is trying to make up for. I don't know. And she got some numbing numbing drops in my eyes so I could open it enough to get examined. But those only last for fifteen minutes. So the cornea is the clear outermost layer of the eyeball. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, so okay. it's right there in front of it. It is protecting mm-hmm. what you're looking out of. And a third of it now gone because of one of his kids, whose name is Axel. Actual name. Mm-hmm. Menace. Ripped it off. Axel Hawk. Okay. Not a bad name. No. Great. Right. Does he feel bad about this? Yeah. Does Axel know? Uh, Axel does know. He does not feel bad at all. He, they don't <laughs> know I have the patch, so... That was not a safe drive to school today. I drove to school today before oh. I got the patch when I couldn't no drive either eye. Safe. Yeah, we said, well, we talked. Like, I'm probably not driving tonight. I don't have carpool tonight, luckily, for my daughter's basketball. Right. But, um, 
They don't. Axel doesn't know. The other kids know. My daughter already told him when I couldn't see her. I was like, "You did this to him, Axel. You did this to Dad." <laughs> Paul, he might live with this forever. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! No, 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 no. get that out of his mind. Yeah, my pivot, don't let him no, think I, about well, this. When he comes home and he sees the patch, then he, that might. You did this to me. Let him know. I think yeah. he's yeah. Right. This was you. Thank you pop that thing, boy. You did this to me. Look at this. This is because of you. Let make him think about. Watch. Make him think about that for the rest of his life. You know, AJ, make him think about that for the rest of his mm. life. Axel Hawk's going to do some of these things. Yeah. We knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You knew that. You signed was, up for that when you named him Axel. That's right. That's just yeah. how it goes. It was uh, incidental. Definitely incidental eye poke. But if someone in my family was going to do it, it was definitely going to be the youngest Axel. No question. Charges to the game. Yeah. That's going to happen when you got a kid named Axel Hawk. There's going to be some downside. But the upside? Oh, yeah. Axel Hawk wins another football game with 50 tackles. Yeah. Yeah, I man. can't <laughs> wait to see it. Hey, AJ, thank you for fighting through adversity. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. It's a new adversity I've never faced, so it's going to be fun to come through this one. Yeah, you you kind of having your vision in stereo is also awesome. I'm sure that's not going to get annoying at all. And you're a danger behind the wheel already. I couldn't imagine <laughs> not being able to see 50% of the road. But, hey, keep keep driving with both feet out there. Keep driving with both feet. Let's oh. talk about, did you get to see one half of the pack? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Did you get to see the package? Only when they were going one way. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when, uh, it's going to be hard not to do that. It's going to be hard not to just make fun of you not being able to see the entire picture. Oh, you can't. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm no. completely fine with it. Well, it's not fair. Okay, it's not fair. Uh, did you see the Packers? What were your thoughts on the Packers versus Steelers? Obviously, massive. Man. Hey, a couple big picks there. Patrick Peterson with a big one. Mm-hmm. And then that crazy crazy, he gets a game winner after Minka Fitzpatrick pretty much told the defensive coordinator, what are you doing? Look at this clip here going into the final play of the game. Fourth quarter, three seconds left. Packers obviously doing their thing. You think the timeout is called just strictly because it's like a Kodak. Want to get a picture of what the Packers think their best play is. But then you get a shot of the sideline. It's Minka talking to Dick Corner. What are you doing? What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? What are we even thinking about? Tom and mind his own business. I don't know what's going on behind me, but I know it's something. Mark Caboli would come out after the game and say, Boom, there's that case you would have picked. They had a similar one against... Uh, Will Evans, Tennessee Titans. Yeah. The Steelers can get the ball. Danny Smith, special teams oh, coordinator, oh. got absolutely <laughs> slaughtered on the sideline right there. Our sources are telling us he walked in this morning, 6.45 a.m., per norm, chewing a lot of gum, mm-hmm. too much gum. Hell yeah. He didn't even know that happened after the game. Charge it to the game. Danny Smith gets taken out. Mark Caboli, though, came out and basically wrote an article about that Minka Fitzpatrick moment where Minka said he and the secondary coach, corner coach, disagreed with the call that Austin had, which was man in that particular situation, and said, hey, we need to get this thing back. They end up changing the play call, getting a game-winning pick. So now we just assume Minka Fitzpatrick needs to be calling the plays every single time. AJ, your thoughts on on this and also the Packers losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Steelers become the first team since 1939 to be outgained in every single game and still have a six and three record or whatever the case is it's phenomenal what Tomlin's able to do yeah it is so I thought this was going to be one of those comebacks come from behind basically where Jordan Love kind of hey he became a dude he this is this is one thing he could use as a springboard to you know, some momentum forward. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time taking myself serious. I catch a glimpse out of my left <laughs> eye of, of myself, but that's fine. I'll figure that out. Why? Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's just, I hope you're sitting somewhere different because it looks like it to me. No, come on, get to it. What Hurry do you up. think about the call though? Hey, what do you think about Minka? So I love Minka 
dying for his guys, yeah. thinking, hey, if I'm out there, I know I don't. This is what we need to do. Let's line oh, up yeah. at the goal line and let's make sure we don't back up. And if they catch the ball in front of us, we'll make a tackle and hey, let's just get a pick and end this thing. Yeah, I love that. Got uh, obviously one of their leaders being out with an injury, but um, still been a part of the game, hearing the call and actually doing something about it. Hey, coach, don't like that. Let's change it. It makes sense. And that situation is so hard for the quarterback when everybody's lined up on that picket fence to make a good throw. You make a throw, they rally and tackle. If you throw it anywhere near the end zone, you can make a play on the ball. So I love that uh, from Minka, actually not only hearing it and feeling some type of way, but then going, you know, taking an extra we step. We can't be doing that. No. He had a little vein and his neck was going. You knew yeah. he was yeah. Now, I might have been loud down there in Akersha. Well, okay. True. I assume it was loud, so he had to talk loud. But him going down there and being adamant about it not only shows the respect that Austin has for him, right? Because yep. Minka's not doing that if he doesn't think that he's gonna, not going to be heard, obviously. Yep. But, like, also them changing the play call and going, ah, the decoy, okay, <laughs> okay. Everybody get off my ass. Jesus. He's, we just got a pick from this guy three minutes ago. You don't think I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. You don't think I know what I'm doing? And Minka's like, excuse me, we have the play. We This is the play. Let's go ahead and run it. I appreciate Minka stepping up and doing it. And you said him taking the uh, – Actually going and saying it. Yeah, and no, you know, like you said, knowing you have that respect, he's earned that to be able to do that on that sideline. He he's been around, he's been a well played all the positions, coached by Saban. So coming into the league, he was a smart guy. So once again, loves him still having an impact even when he's not in pass. Tony, this had to get you almost uh, six to midnight, yeah, maybe. Listen, when I when I saw Mink so do hard. it, I immediately so tweeted, hard. Just let yeah. Mink so hard. Diamond in an ice storm. Oh man. my god! Mm-hmm. Cutting glass. Sorry about it. We're talking about you yesterday. We're trying yeah. to describe the It's a compliment tone. Mm-hmm. No, no, I know. It's true. It's exactly what happened. But platinum. I, yeah. I, I Isn't do. that the hardest one? Platinum. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Unobtainium. No, I think platinum's horror and diamond. That's Ooh. why it's platinum. I think. I'm not so sure. They're both on the You are in a tin can. We know that. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Not flashing. Uh, but no, I, tr- I actually trust Minka more. You're one of the steel straws. Yeah, you know, We're talking about that metal straw. Uh-huh. Steel mill in Pittsburgh. That's perhaps. a myth, too. The, the the straws in the the old uh, turtle situation, that's a myth. That didn't really happen. That's just Okay, can't do that yeah. now. People are hearing this now. You know, we used to be I able did. to get away with this type of stuff <laughs> on the internet. But now that we're on JSPN, Journalism Sports Network, a place that has mm-hmm. never said anything false about anything. <laughs> nope. You can't be saying can't that type it. of stuff, AJ. Come can't on. Okay. I, t- I definitely take it back then. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. He was halfway in on that one. That was a close one. <laughs> Anyways, Pittsburgh Steelers get a big-time pick to end that game. Defense ends up doing it for him. Mac- Matthew America down on the yes. sideline, 2-0. and How do you feel about this Steelers squad? Yeah, it was huge at the end of the game, the two picks, because they just had they were just letting guys run wide open all game long. So it was nice that they, they cracked down and, and uh, got those interceptions. Matthew sidelines America. <laughs> His formal name, his government name. Um... Uh, him being down on the sideline was awesome. This is two straight games where they have scored on their first drive, which didn't happen two times in the last three years. So, wow. And then they – first time they – It's crazy. They have, yeah, winning they, records, all these They games. ran for 200 yards yesterday, uh, which is the first time – well, they did it once last season, and the last time they did that was Le'Veon Bell in 2016. Uh, so it was awesome. Now that they have Broderick Jones starting to right tackle, the O-line has really come together. And that guy. Jalen Warren oh, is beast. like – they this. do not want to tackle him, obviously. You can see from that clip. He, no, do not. Anybody, he is but... shot out of a gun, and he... Come on, oh, no. come on. Very well. We got to give a better effort than that. It was awesome. He rushed for over 100 for the first time in his career. Steelers going to charge him for his jersey, obviously. He said he will take the payment, and he's just going to give it to his mom. Jalen Warren rushes for over a hundo. He's been a spark all year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All year he's been a spark, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have been saying, hey, why isn't this guy getting the rock? Him and Najee yesterday, same exact amount of touches. 
Same exact amount of touches Marco Bolli uh, reported mm -hmm. this. Feels like this is a slow transition potentially to being Jalen Warren's team. He is uh, he's a guy. And I think when you're on the sideline, and Darius, correct me if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, I think when you're on the sideline, you can feel the players a little bit more. Yep. You can look them in there like Jalen Warren, give me the ball, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me let me get the ball. You can kind of see how the teammates respond to guys as well, where it's like, yeah, we like this guy. We like blocking for this guy. Oh, Pickens, he wants the rock. He just told me right to my face, as opposed to somebody telling somebody, mm -hmm. telling a phone to go up into a booth. I think you can really get a pulse of the team. Now, I know you can't see as well because you're not in sky cam, but I think those conversations and that vibe and feel oh, yeah. for a coordinator is vital to the success of a team and I think that could be why Matthew Canada has sucked for so long and now he's on the sideline Matthew America maybe he does make a change and he's a little bit better because he's able to feel the flow yeah I know I know personally as a player I, I would much rather my coach be on the sideline and, and up in the booth I know some pros to being up in the booth you can kind of get that all 22 uh vision but when you're on the field like you said when you're on the field you can just feel it. even that situation with uh, Minka you know him being right there next to Terrell Austin as opposed to having to try to get on the phone in that situation that never happens so um, Steve Wilkes, even down on the sideline in San Fran, I think that makes a difference as well. So um, who knows where the Steelers go from here? I mean, they didn't put up great numbers in the passing game, but obviously no. when you can run the ball like that. Uh, you Big can win deal. a lot of ball games, especially late in the season. Which, by the way, might be on a sideline thing where like uh, offensive lines, like, hey, we can move them. Yeah, you yeah. know, and mm -hmm. the offensive line is not going to go to a phone to tell Matt Canada, hey, this is your offensive line, speaking the most <laughs> humble group on earth. We can move the shit out of these dudes. Have you ever seen old lineman on the phone? Never. Not once. <laughs> but there might be a way on the sideline where you can like get a sense from the boys, like Yo, the big yeah. boys, like, hey, uh -huh. big boys. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dominate. These guys feel very confident in what they're able to do. Maybe we should go that way in the entire I think they ran for 170 last week. I, mm -hmm. Correct me if I, I if I could be wrong, but I think it was 170 last week and then 205 this week. So the two games that he's been on the field has been their best two rushing games by far. Yeah, and Naj had some good runs too. Uh, they were they were just opening holes yesterday. Now the Packers' rush defense does is I yeah. Think let's pivot. Let's pivot to that. AJ, you were talking about a couple guys obviously not wanting to tackle Jalen Warren as the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Not only your thoughts on the state of the defense for Green Bay, but just Green Bay as a whole. Last week it was like, is Jordan Love our guy of the future? Thought he had some good plays. Ty, can't wait to hear your thoughts. But like, thought he had some good plays. Has yep. two picks in the final three thirty. That Patrick Peterson one, not his fault. Also the pick to end the game, like play seems like with what they were doing they were probably going to get that one they were sitting on it anyways what are your thoughts AJ after watching that Packers team lose to the Steelers man I don't know I don't know what they plan so what what are they now three and six yeah which is just crazy to think of the Packers being three and six with how how awesome they've been for so long but I don't know because Jordan Love definitely shows glimpses like this is a great ball, ball right there like he shows glimpses he just hasn't really put it together in their defense obviously you have to be able to stop the run you know you're playing the Steelers if you stop the run, you're probably going to have a de decent chance to win that game as well. So that's what's so tough for them. I don't know. I honestly don't know where they go or what they're going to do to try to fix this. Sometimes you think Joe Barry just has two patches yeah. over his eyes while watching <laughs> Phil. Yeah. You know what I mean? He might. Yeah. he might. Not just one, but two patches over both of his eyes. Like, what are we doing out there? Ty, another L. And I saw your overreaction tweet, which was beautiful. But they were saying last week, maybe not Jordan Love, guy of the future. Gutekunz, LaFleur, even Murphy, they kind of all banked, right? They yeah. forced the Hall of Famer out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to remind people because all we do is carry water and wash balls. That's, That's right. That's all we do. Love doing But we were right in the middle of that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a lot of hate because I said, are we sure that Guti is a great general manager? Are we sure 
at LaFleur is a great head coach. And I got people that are big-time bloggers for Green Bay who might have had a sense of hate towards me anyways because we were talking to Aaron every single week. But nonetheless, I feel like we gave a lot of good information. It was fun to be a Green Bay Packers fan. But they were attacking me because I said, are we sure about Guti? Which I think was a real question. At this stage, what do you think the future of your Packers looks like? Because you are an owner. Mm -hmm. And he's Jordan Love, the guy, for the future. And if he is... What does that mean for Goody, LaFleur? They're just here forever. I, how does it work? You know, It's tough because I don't know if he is the guy, but I also don't think you can put all of this stuff on him. Like He ver- he clearly, like because early in the season, after the first couple games, we were like, oh, okay, we've kind of seen enough already to know that like maybe it wasn't the craziest de- decision. Like We know Rodgers was kind of one foot in, one foot out. Like He probably wanted to move on. They got this guy, and he, and he looked good early. I just, like... With the defense, again, Diggs mentioned it. I mean, like, the, I don't know how you just do the same shit week in, week out, and and nothing ever changes. Like, And then they just rely on, oh, well, we have nine first-round draft picks. Like, they got to figure it out eventually. They haven't. This has been an, an issue for, like, the last five to six years. Seems like LaFleur in, like, big-time moments, dating back to when they had Rodgers, like, he just chokes. Like I, I don't, th- I don't think he's the guy moving forward. Like I can't, uh, I can't see them winning a Super Bowl with him at the helm with Jordan Love. Like because it's happened several times this year, where like the Packers will get the ball back with you know a minute and a half or whatever, and Love has that opportunity to kind of go down the field and win them the game and and cement like oh he is a guy. This is a jumping off point for the rest of the season. And I don't know if it's play calling. Like I know how young they are, so I think that has something to do with it. But even like. Christian. They're killing Christian Watson. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another. He was trending exactly, and part of that I think is that his family has been very vocal, and like they're posting like Devontae Adams stats from his first two years and saying like, <laughs> "Were you saying this about this guy?" When you know, which is whatever. That's neither here nor there. But it's just like it's the same thing. You know, they just they don't have an identity. They don't have any guys they can rely on. It seems like when Aaron Jones is healthy. He doesn't get the ball or he's in there, you know, like very sparingly. And then on defense, it is. It's just the same shit over and over and over again. And yesterday I knew, you know, they get a, a PAT blocked and right when it happens, it's like that's going to come back to bite him in the ass a thousand percent. Just like no effort on on the play. And then obviously it comes down to that. They put themselves in a situation where as opposed to being able to kick a field goal to extend the game and go into overtime, you have to score a touchdown. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, like what – what is Jordan Love going to do? Like he has to try to throw it in for touchdown. Has to like they have to score a touchdown there. So is it the best play call? I don't know. It's just a lot of like, and and I think part of it too that's so frustrating. And and it's not Jordan Love's fault at all. But it's like you look at these games where they have an opportunity to go down and win, and then the back of your mind, all you're thinking is in in the past, like Rodgers goes down and wins that game, and they're not the same guy, and that's not fair. But that's just like that's that's the reality. It's like in these situations. Packers fans are used to the Packers going down and winning those games because the offense has always just hummed, and it's like, it's okay. minute and a half left, whatever, down by four. Like, Rodgers is going to lead the team down, and they're going to score, and they're going to win. And that that shit just isn't happening anymore. So it's like, I, I don't know where you go. I really don't, because I don't think LaFleur is going to get fired. I can't imagine they retain Joe Barry, but may, they, I mean, they probably will because he should have been fired two years ago. So it's <laughs> it's just a shit show. Yeah, I thought this year was going to go bad for you guys anyways because even though he is a couple years into his career, rookie year here yeah, for exactly. Jordan, you know, and C.J. Stroud picks it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Yeah. 
so quick. Right away. So quick. And he's got so a bunch qu- of young guys, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they were a dumpster fire last year as opposed to like a team that has a bunch of like nine first-rounders on the but team. The Packers knew it wasn't going to be just seamless from Aaron to the next guy, though, right? Agreed. No. I had to think it was going to be a transition year of some sort, right? Yeah, but then it's, it's true. When bad, you, mentioned, you mentioned CJ, that does – you're like, oh, man, like rookie steps in. He's pl- oh, no, every situation is different, but, yeah, it's true. There's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is there. Yeah, yeah. And also the way it all went, you know, yeah, the yeah. way it all went about like, you know, what, go pack go or something. What is that mm-hmm. the statement? Remember people were putting signs out oh, in front yeah. of Aaron's yep. house telling him to go pack. Yeah. Not, right. not go. Right. No. It was like, get the hell out of here. And then Guti and Mark Murphy were putting out emails mm-hmm. about how we're trying with this guy. He is the worst. Like basically that's kind of how it was all kind of laid out. They were trying their best to get that guy out of the building. Now, in New York, it's obviously a much different story. He had a parade there, but they were putting all of their eggs in, like, Jordan Love is the next one here. And here we're sitting at, what, three and six? Yeah, three and six. And, and are, they gonna, are they going to remain patient with it? Because so, maybe it does take him a little bit because he's young. And if they do, are they remaining patient with Matt LaFleur? And what if LaFleur isn't the guy? And if he isn't the guy, do you find that out two years from now? Or right. do you find out now and then there's another play caller? Mm-hmm. It's like that's an interesting little scenario they've kind of put themselves in because the grass was definitely greener, they said. And that's what I think is even maybe the more egregious part, at least in terms of like Gutekinds and everything like that, is like you you want to blame everything on Jordan Love, but every person we talked to or every you know like media person who was talking about the Packers coming into this year was talking about how good the defense is and like that's why they could maybe go to the playoffs because of all the pieces and the talent they've accrued on defense and whether it's scheme or just like what they're doing like the defense isn't worth a shit it's not and they knew with Jordan Love being you know in his first year as a starter like the defense was gonna have to be kind of the driving force of this team and the guys that they have in place for whatever reason just can't get it done. Go ahead, Tom. To Ty's point, I looked it up because I, I, I t- we were talking about it earlier how I noticed it too. So four of their losses, they had the ball with, uh, with the chance to win the game. Three of them, three of them, there was ended in an interception. One of them was a four and an out. So like when you have when you're used to Rodgers going down the field and winning it every single time. And then the new guy comes in and isn't doing the same. It just puts now to much. be clear though, Jordan Love is going to get compared to like Aaron's best. Yeah, yeah for sure, for is, sure. You know, that, that that is brutal. Yeah, yeah, terrible for him. That's just like what happens with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Like we're comparing them against how they are in the middle of the playoffs or in the Super Bowl when they're playing their absolute best. Whenever you talk about Jordan Love and he makes a mistake, you the immediate thought is like, oh, saw Aaron make that. Exact throw a thousand times. Yeah. But he probably has missed it before as well through his career. Long time there. Maybe Jordan will be able to grow, but it is. That's part, I mean, that's it's part loud of over there. Yeah, they're definitely giving him another year, though, right? Or at least he'll be on the roster. I, I know that the contract is very easy to get rid of if they want, but instead of doing the fifth year, they gave him that two year extension. Yeah, I think you got to give him another year because we mentioned it. It is pretty much uh, his rookie year, but I mean, it's, it's part of it. You're a first round pick. You had the um, the opportunity to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, and that's not like you're just getting thrown in the fire, kind of like Bryce Young, you know, number one overall pick, and everything around him is just a shit show. So there are expectations there, especially when you're playing for the Green Bay Packers. So it's not like you're playing from like some, like this is one of the biggest brands uh, in the National Football League. So is it fair? Is it not fair? You're the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. You've had the opportunity to prepare for this. The coaches obviously got to put you in a situation. You talked about being in those situations to win games. That's the NFL. Most of them are going to come down to two-minute drives on defense getting a stop or offense getting yourself in a position to kick a field goal to score a touchdown. Five walk-off 
kicks yesterday. Yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. that's just the state of the NFL is how it is. Speaking of teams that didn't need a walk-off field goal to win it yesterday, Niners is back, AJ. The Niners is back. You know, you said you had the Niners regardless. I said if Trent Williams is playing, I'm on the Niners. And the reason why I think he matters so much is because I like talking about the humans in games. You know, I like guys that are feeling good, guys that have a little bit of revenge. Sure. Why do they play a little bit harder? This play, oh, this play spurned them. This play screwed them. This play said this. Oh, they're talking this. Well, humans are going to react differently. When Trent Williams is leading your team onto the field, I just think humans react differently. <laughs> on their side, I think they're reacting differently. Uh -huh. And I think on the Niners' side, they're reacting differently. Huge huge piece back in the puzzle there for the San Francisco 49ers. What are your thoughts alongside Chase joining them and getting half a sack as well, AJ? Yeah, it was it was uh it was fun to see the Niners just come out on fire. Like they're just they're so good when they play like this and they're so physical. And I think you're right. Like the mental edge it gives them knowing that Trent Williams is in the lineup and also like you got Trent Williams walking out Debo. Oh, oh cool. Here's Chase Young. Then Nick Bosa like are you kidding me? Like the <laughs> yeah. the most freakishly giant athletic team like in the NFL it feels like that they're just absolutely nuts yeah Psycho. Kittle obviously is, is Look, absolutely from crazy. The 20. it was awesome him so and awesome. uh who's buddy from the Ravens he walked in it was uh, so sick uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. bro that sick. like George just did it here and I think I might have turned off the highlight whenever he was high stepping at like the 15 eight, or the eight. 10 I didn't know he started walking in the walk-in at the end Awesome. So yeah. nice. Hamilton had the jump swat pick, and then he runs, and he walks in, and he throws the ball out. Yeah. That was so cold. That was maybe the sickest thing I've seen in a while. Look at this pick all the way through the celebration. They don't win the game, so who cares? But look at it. Walk in, and then get that <laughs> shit out of here. I mean, that was, that was cold. If there's a video, now they lose the game. So, kind of sucks. Tough. That was wild. But look at that. Look at that's hard. Yeah, awesome that is play. so cool. That, great is, play. that is awesome. Right away, too, in that game. From the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. That was sick. Sorry you lost that game and you can't enjoy that. Yeah. That right. should be a photo somewhere in the house oh, if yeah. I was you. But yeah, George Kittle also had him. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, when you see Trent, yep. Debo, Chase, what? Bosa, what? George Kittle, what? Christian McCaffrey, what? Fred, Fred, Fred Hargrave, Greenlaw, Greenlaw Huafonga, everyone. Yeah, it's just like when they're walking on the field, you know, you can win a game beforehand. <laughs> and I feel like yesterday yeah. that potentially happened. Let's pivot away from the NFL. Welcome back to the Niners. Hell yeah. Not scared. Not panicking about the Jags either. No, no. Sometimes no. that just happens. Two good teams. There's a chance that that could happen. I think that happened to them yesterday. Um, joining us now is a man who's been at the bottom of everything happening in college football. Oh, yeah. In the mm -hmm. week. For the last 20 years, maybe, but certainly the last two weeks. <laughs> and he has gotten loud in this man's mentions. More people have told him to kill himself than me over the last two weeks. That's a tough feat. This man knew everything happening with the Michigan story as it was happening. And he also knows about all the firings mm -hmm. and what's potentially next in college football. The authority from college game day, Pete Thamel. Yeah, Pete! What's up, Pete? Gentlemen, gentlemen, good to be back. Appreciate you having me. Hey, it is great to have you on this particular program. I don't know if you've broke this news, but college football All-American, college football national champion, uh, man who has a tree at Ohio State University, did lose one-third of his cornea on his right eye. I don't know if you want to break that news, Pete. We can give you that. That's that guy right over there, right there. AJ. I, I see AJ, obviously. He's got uh, he's got the sunglasses on and uh, some type of bandage. Hope you're okay, man. 
Oh yeah, I'll be. I'm doing great, Pete. No worries about me. You're, we're worried <laughs> okay. about you. Sources say right. he's doing great. No worries about me. Yeah. We're worried about others. We're piecing no, the story no together. No day to day for AJ, by the way. No questionable. He's he's back. He's well, ready to play. He actually said uh, the doctor told me uh, I lost a third of my cornea, but I'm going back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. They think they're going to take this off. That's a two week injury. At least, yeah. at least a two week injury. But he thinks he's out tomorrow, Pete. Anyways, let's dive in. Michigan. Okay, that story was one that you were obviously in front of. In doing that, you're going to take a lot of shots. You did throughout the entirety of this. There was a lot of mess. There was a lot of allegations. There was things being said about everybody and everything. Ultimately, in the end, the Big Ten suspended Michigan's head coach, not Jim Harbaugh, the University of Michigan's head coach for the remainder of the season. Not necessarily the amount of games either. It was remainder of the season. He was then Regular a- season. Regular season, sorry. He was then able to potentially file an injunction to coach on Saturday, but the court denied or delayed or something. What the hell is going on? Where are we? And is that it for the punishment for this potential uh, cheating scandal and everything? So, Pat, I think the way the punishment was was written uh, was instructive timeline-wise because they, they made it a point to not say this is a three-game suspension because obviously the, uh, the prospect of a temporary restraining order uh, being given loomed over the Big Ten's decision as it, as it sort of drifted to late in the, uh, in the week. So um, Jim Harbaugh has missed one game, and he is still now technically suspended for the next two. There is a hearing on Friday at 9 a.m. at the uh, Washtenaw County Circuit Courthouse in Ann Arbor. Why Friday? Which, uh, Why not like today uh, so that people know who's coaching on Saturday? Great question, and I definitely am not a lawyer, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. That goes down to like judicial schedules and a level of uh, legal minutia at a specific courthouse in a place where I don't live. So, um, I mean, as court dates go, generally um, having one given on a Saturday for Friday is fairly fast, I would think. Right? Like again, there's an urgency to this, which is why they had the uh, ex parte. TRO ask, which basically they were asking for an emergency injunction. Um, so what's going to be at stake on Friday? And uh, I was told this is going to be full Judge Judy. There's going to be all the parties represented. There's going to yes. be evidence. Even Jim Harbaugh today referenced that he's going to let his feelings know known about this in court. Um, so, you cameras? you know, there, there's going to be some significant drama. Um, now, Harbaugh is obviously a longtime Judge Judy fan. Uh, that's like something that he's been he's attended Judge Judy. And so it is it is literally going to be a, a courtroom. Yeah, no, that's, it's that's guy's very awesome. real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, he was uh, he is he is a he is a different cat, man. Um, and so the Big Ten and is going to be represented with their lawyers, uh, Coach Harbaugh with his representatives and obviously Michigan, the Board of Regents, etc., with their lawyers. All the parties that were in the uh, the the TRO ask are going to be in court. So evidence is going to be presented. People are going to talk. And then the judge is going to make a decision. It's not a jury decision. It's a judge decision. So um I, I don't know if this is going to be televised, but my gosh, it would be some pretty fascinating theater um, if it uh, if it is. It's certainly going to be in public courtroom. There'll be there'll be reporters there. There we go. Zeta working overtime. Yeah, um, uh, that yeah. was yeah, yeah. That that's uh, that's that's very good. Jim Harbaugh, a devout Judge Judy fan. So um, yeah, his day in court will come, and we'll know. Uh, I would assume by end of day Friday. Um, you know, if there is a temporary injunction put in place or if there's not, and that will determine whether or not Jim Harbaugh 
coaches at Maryland at noon on Saturday. That should be a big deal uh, when we're live at James Madison on Friday, which everybody's all jacked up about. Can't wait. Can't wait. Biggest game of the week. Lot of Malice coming from Corvallis about (laughs) me. Lot of it. We'd like to let everybody know me nor Pete make the decisions on where college game day goes. Basically, anybody you see on a camera does not make the decision. There is certainly a conversation today, though. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Not in our DMs, but we're just talking about in meetings. Boy, interesting. Massive one over there in Corvallis. Huge. 10 verse 5. Big game. 10 verse 5 going on over there. And they're saying, you know, that we're scared or something. What are we scared? What do we do? We got a net up. What are you going to do? Are you going to shoot me in the head? Why why would we be scared? That's what college football is, you know? Like, that's a... But the James Madison story, I guess, one, uh, the entire conversation took place way over Pete and I's heads and also everybody else. But that should be an electric environment, James Madison, especially if we learn about the Harbaugh thing. If that injunction takes place where he's able to coach the next day, then what does that mean for the Ohio State game? I guess we'll get to it whenever we get to it. Let's move to the big news about Jimbo Fisher getting paid $76.8 million to leave his job and go elsewhere. Just two years into a 10-year, $95 million contract, Jimbo Fisher has been fired by Texas A&M after winning a game. How did we get here? Is he coaching again? What do you think Jimbo does? What's the early indicators? And who is Texas A&M hiring? Well, how we got here to, to start, Pat, is that Ross Bjork, the athletic director last night, said the program was stuck in neutral. I think that'll be sort of the uh, the obituary uh, lead quote on this when we look back on Jimbo Fisher's, uh, the end of Jimbo Fisher's run at Texas A&M. Uh, I believe they've lost nine straight road games. They haven't won a road game since uh, winning at Missouri in mid-2021. And look, when you Texas A&M is a really interesting case, Pat. They haven't won a league title since 1998 when they were in the Big 12. And that was the only Big 12 title they won their whole time in that league. And this is now four consecutive coaches who've coached there who have not won a league title. They have the resources. They have the recruiting base. They certainly have the ambition and they've spent to redo the stadium and build one of those just exotic practice facilities that's, you know, the the, the size of uh, small European countries. Um, but the results just haven't matched the investment and the ambition. So it's just kind of this, like, fascinating outlier where people keep trying and keep trying. They tried Mike Sherman, who was like the NFL veteran who came back. They tried Kevin Sumlin, who was the hot mid-major coach. They tried Jimbo Fisher, the, the national championship coach. They tried Dennis Franchione. Um, um, oh, who had, who had, had some success at previous stops. So they've, they've, they've kind of hit every archetype of this. And, uh, yeah, it, it'll be fascinating to see where they go next. Who do you, is it? There's been a lot of names that have been thrown around. Yeah. Nobody's leaving SEC school to go to another SEC school, right? Or is it just... Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say as a guarantee. I mean, look, Dan Mullen left Mississippi State to go to Florida a few years ago. There's, especially with these leagues being as ginormous as they are now. There's, there's tiers in you know the the Alabama job is very different than the South Carolina job, right? And in terms of investment, the Texas A and M job is a top tier SEC job, and it's in the state of Texas. Um, we obviously have Texas coming in now with some competition, but there are football players there in Texas. So um, I wouldn't rule out them hiring an SEC coach, which obviously the the name there that I think some of the money people at Texas A&M are uh, intrigued by is Lane Kiffin. Uh, Lane Kiffin has always been able to move the ball. That was the, the mystifying thing about Jimbo Fisher's tenure there is that they never really developed a, a succinct offensive identity. Um, they finally got the quarterback, I think, in Connor Wegman. He obviously got hurt this year, so we didn't get to see it. So there would that would certainly be – 
the uh, the the you know the college football tends to always coach prime into the best the best storyline right coach uh, prime wouldn't it, coach prime coach be the guy coach prime's interesting obviously he in the state of texas would be would be a juggernaut um they are four and six right now like the the coach prime is undefeated going to win a super bowl sort of narrative has 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 quelled down a little bit now look he inherited a terrible roster and had to completely reinvent it so them having some sort of inherent struggles here isn't a isn't a big surprise um what he's done for that university and a, a program that was just a, a carcass on the side of the road for a generation has been remarkable um is he the guy who's going to you know, you are hiring a coach to win a national title is Deion sanders that guy i you know we'll we'll see he's He's certainly invigorated them, and he certainly brought a lot of eyeballs to them and made them the story of the season in college football. But Could you imagine they, him walking into that team meeting and saying, I look around, I see a lot of Louie luggage here already. Yeah, yeah. That's good news. I, I, got, I got some that I'm already potentially bringing, and I've heard about Jimbo's classes and how much money we get just to recruit seniors in high school as well. I mean, this is all new animal. I think a lot of people would enjoy the hell out of that, but Texas A&M has to make the best decision for them. And also, I think Coach Prime is at Colorado, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Texas A&M, yeah. they got, they're paying $76.8 million to a guy to leave. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what they're going to pay a guy to come in. That would be a fascinating thing. Go ahead, AJ. So, Pete, are, I, I'm sure they're not going to be hesitant, but are, are any other schools going to be hesitant to give these giant long-term contracts to some of these coaches coming in? Like A&M, they know they're going to pay Jimbo, and then they have to pay the next guy a very similar contract they gave him, right? Jimmy Sexton is a dog. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he remains undefeated. Uh, so I really, I really feel like it's a great question, AJ, because uh, you know fiscal austerity is not exactly something that A and M's uh, overlords can claim today, uh, especially because the the stuck in neutral they weren't exactly a, a roaring juggernaut. They had one good season under Jimbo. They went uh, nine and one in that in that COVID year. Look, and it was I believe they were all SEC games in that year. They. Yes, I believe that was that was the case um, in 2020. So they they came in fifth in the CFP that year, and were a, were an elite team that had an argument at the end. I believe Notre Dame got in uh, got in ahead of them, um, but that was really the the, the one year payoff. And the the new he had signed an initial historic ten year seventy five million dollar deal um, when he when he went there six years ago. So to to re extend it certainly in hindsight seems like it was uh, fiscal irresponsible but look in terms of like will schools change their behavior these schools want to win so bad and they didn't want to lose Jimbo Fisher to LSU that was the 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 Orgeron era was sputtering out at the time and there was a feeling that that Scott Woodward the AD there who had hired him at A&M could have gone and done that so it was sort of a preemptive strike and with a lot of college football decisions that go awry, it was made probably with more emotion than with pragmatism. Jimmy, so, Jimmy Sexton, uh, do LSU, I hey, they're getting hungry. Yeah. Jimmy, LSU's do got I, money down there, you know. That's awesome. Do I see this ending, AJ, to answer your question? No, because people want to win, and there's a there's a finite talent pool that can win in coaching at that level. That's fascinating to me, just Jimmy Sexton, just that name in general. I've gotten to know the man. I've gotten to shake hands. I got to do business with him. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to watch him work. And then you, you do a little bit of research. It's like, is this the greatest agent of all time? And he's just this Southern gentleman. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going, boys? We got this going on. Hey, 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 we got to do this. We're going to do that. How much is it you want to fire him? $76.8 million. I think that's what we'll do. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. 
What a dog, dude. Hey, Jimmy, way to go. Both of you, Jimbo and Jimmy. Good work, James. Jimbo and, and Jimmy. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Pete. There's another opening uh, right now. Mississippi State uh, just fired their head coach. Doesn't doesn't Rich Rod just feel right for that <laughs> position? <laughs> that is a, a great cultural fit, right? Uh-huh. Uh, just when when you when you look at Rich, uh, you know, and he's done a great job at Jacksonville State. Um, I know sometimes like uh, I, I get I get typecast for giving bad news. I don't think they're going to hire Rich Rodriguez. Oh, uh, I just don't. I, I'm sorry, Peter. Pat. I know you're very close to Rich. I, I I adore Rich Rodriguez. He's one of the most endearing characters uh, in the 20 years that I've that I've done character. this. Um, I just <laughs> great. Yeah, hilarious. I uh, hilarious character. I, I feel like that job could be uh, Jeff Lebby, Jamie Chadwell um, is a uh, is is a really good name there. Um, there's a guy named John Summerall at Troy who's uh, since we were at game day last year, Pat, when Troy lost on that Hail Mary at, at App State, I believe Troy's 18 and two since that time. So you know he's in that in that hot G5 name category there. Uh, GJ Kenny's done a great job at Texas State. Uh, could bring some wide open offense. I'll say this about the Mississippi State job tone. You got to be a little different there to win. Um, the former athletic director there, Scott Strickland, who's at Florida now, told me when they were hot with Dak Prescott that when he, when they looked at hiring Dan Mullen um, back in in the you know around 2009 or 10 uh, when when he was Florida's OC and they were hot there, he he found historically whenever Mississippi State had won, they had run the quarterback and. The, the thought there is that you you have a lot of things stacked against you, especially in this outside SEC. You've got to be a little bit different. So Mike Leach is obviously a little bit different. Do they have NIL off, you know, down there? They have NIL? They, they have NIL. I don't think it's the same caliber of NIL that some of their peers do. But they, they did a really good job keeping the team together. Um, after the, the the tragic passing of uh, of Mike Leach, and they were able to not keep all of their best players, but they were able to keep a lot of their a lot of their best players because they had they had two of the SEC's leading tacklers on defense. They they had a pretty good roster. Will Rogers obviously um, was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC entering the uh, entering the season. He would have had a big market, so they did a good job keeping their guys. And um, look, they really care at Mississippi State. Uh, it's it's a place where I've gone a bunch of, over the years, and there's you know there's a, that is as good of a game day environment, just actually from kickoff down with the cowbells and everything, as you will find across our great country. I mean, they really have a passion and care there and um, are, are as locked in as any fan base as possible. So, and, and they all stop with the cowbells at like the same exact 10 mm-hmm. seconds on the play clock or oh, 15 yeah. seconds on the play clock. It's fast. Ah! Nobody even has to say it. And then it just stops. And then yeah. ah! it's an awesome fan base. Awesome place. I got to call a game down there, the Egg Bowl. Yeah. Rich Rod would be perfect oh, for that. Sweet. You talk about yeah. you talk about being a little bit different. That guy would Riding go in the there. Quarterback. He would win oh, yeah. the hearts of the Mississippi State fans quick. Now, if you don't win, I guess they'll run your ass out of there as well. That's Zach Arnett that got fired uh, oh. there. Andy Avalos, Boise State, he got fired as well. Brady Hoke resigned after the last one and said, I ain't got it anymore. <laughs> Sorry about it. After 39-31, very active weekend for coaches in new places potentially. AJ has a question for you, Pete. Pete, so what happens after this year for Jim Harbaugh, for Michigan, for anything? Any prognosticating on your uh, end? Like, What does the staff look like? What does the team look like? Yeah, great question, AJ. So the last 
two seasons, and you could go back further. Jim Harbaugh has had uh, significant dalliances with the uh, with the NFL. Uh, he famously interviewed for the Vikings job two years ago on signing day. He went well down the road uh, two different times at the Denver Broncos last year before ultimately uh, returning to Michigan. I think in part knowing the team he had. I mean, they have an they have an excellent elite team there. Um, he could potentially be facing multiple suspensions off of these NCA issues they have. The the quote-unquote hamburger recruiting issue uh, still is not resolved. The the three-game suspension was self-imposed to mitigate the damages. And remember, there was a, a four-game proposal on the table that the NCAA didn't take. So that would portend that they believe Jim Harbaugh, who uh, allegedly misled investigators, uh, deserves more severe punishment. And obviously, I can't say the name Connor Stallions without thinking about Ty saying Connor Stallions as me. Connor, Connor Stallions... Stallions Thank you. <laughs> Connor Stallions and uh, Lay Affair Spy um, and signal stealing and in-person scouting is going to be something that falls under head coach responsibility. So that, that said, there are you know, two major NCA deals hanging over Jim Harbaugh. So next year, there could certainly be more Jim Harbaugh missing from the sideline after a significant amount of Jim Harbaugh missing the, from the sideline this year, four games already, two games potentially to go here, depending on what the uh, good folks in the Ann Arbor courthouse say on Friday. So that's a, I bring all that up, AJ, to say that's there's a lot biased, of there's right? a lot of heat there. And for sure, Jim Harbaugh, we, we can't shoot you. I I can't overstate like what a good NFL coach he was. He won 70 percent of his games. He he is the fifth leading uh, NFL coach by winning percentage in the history of the NFL. If he went back to the NFL right now, he would be the winningest coach in the NFL by win percentage. So mm. the guy was really good with the 49ers, and uh, he obviously did not leave a lot of fans in that organization. And I think some of that stigma-wise has hurt him from going back. But look, man, it's a, it's a cold-blooded billion-dollar business, Pat. You mention that all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Billionaires with a B who are hyper-competitive want to win, and Jim Harbaugh has proven he can win. So um, there would seemingly be some opportunity for him there, or maybe there wasn't in other years uh, when he had some ambitions to go back. Uh, Las Vegas obviously looms as a uh, looms as a, but a potential place where you could see an ownership fit, uh, a quirky owner with a quirky coach. Um, Harbaugh. So Vegas. yeah, there, oh. it's never boring with Jim Harbaugh. That is that is one thing that uh, that has been consistent since he was at San Diego and since he was a player, really. And uh, I expect there to be a lot of drama pushing forward. He did say two years ago that he would never leave Michigan after the Vikings daylots. And then he, you know, nearly did last year. So anyway, the circumstances surrounding him are fascinating and unprecedented. So it's going to be a really interesting stretch of weeks there. I, I will say this, AJ, the university has bent over backwards to accommodate him. I mean, I mean, the, the, the rhetoric in which they've spoken about him and supported him and the way yeah. they've supported him and trying to keep this title team together Hell yeah. has been fierce. Always got to so, recruit. Uh, Always got to recruit. Ty has a question for you here as we wrap up. Yeah, Pete, just curious. I don't know if this is outside of your purview and whether or not this is kind of just, you know, message board fodder. Uh, but I've been seeing a lot of people recently on the Internet, you know, Michigan alums, fans, uh, people that are just, you know, quote unquote, close to the program. Is there any way, shape, or form that Michigan would potentially leave the Big Ten if Tony Petiti doesn't step down? I mean, I know it sounds crazy. It's I, personally, I think it's bullshit. But is there any any way we could potentially, you know, if the Harbaugh situation kind of doesn't unfold 
how Michigan fans and Michigan, you know, uh, staff, Board of Regents, et cetera, et cetera, if it doesn't fold out like the way they anticipate it to, is there any way we could potentially see Michigan dropping out of the Big Ten and, I don't know, becoming an independent if Tony Petiti doesn't step down as Big Ten commissioner? Or is that largely bullshit? <laughs> So there's been a steady stream of hyperbole coming from uh, Michigan in, in, in recent weeks uh, surrounding this case. But there's nothing more hyperbolic than the alleged reported <laughs> threat to leave the Big Ten. Okay, uh, great. Okay. That, that, I mean, there, there, you could really only go to the SEC, and uh, that would seem to be a, an emotionally Kirby overwrought Come on. The, yeah, the emotionally overwrought decision that I would never, ever see manifesting itself. I think, look, it's been really interesting to watch Michigan, from an administration standpoint, go all in to try to win this title. They have the team to do it, and they are doing everything possible, everything possible, to make sure that their coach is on the sideline for it. Uh, Hell yeah, Pete. We but, appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Sports Center in 7. Perfect. Andrew back. Go ahead. Sorry, I had to sign off. You're good. Keep it rolling. We're still live. All good, Pete. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, just had to. Um, yeah, all right. Perfect no, ending. That, by that, that, yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I, I could never fathom that happening. Um, certainly college sports are crazy and wacky, but just the there is a, a lack of uh, geographic common sense that strains credulity to think that it would ever actually uh, actually happen. But give them credit for lobbing that grenade out there because that was a fun what? one when that one showed up on the what you say trans trans what you say trans trans credulity strains oh. can can you spell it yeah hold on, on. Zito. Country, country of origin here? Yeah, what? Zito, it's you. Strange, <laughs> what'd you say? Strains credulity. Strains credulity. Can you spell that right now that? if you had to? You know that one, Ty? He said portend earlier, too. Strains. Fiscal austerity. Strange. Maybe it would be C-R-E-D-U-L-I-T-Y, I think. Oh, there's a T in there. I didn't even hear that. Maybe your accent got it. There's strange credulity. What the I hell? I saved my T's for stallions. Yeah, yeah you do Sorry. great with it. We, we actually got a question about stallions coming. We weren't going to let you get out of here. Strange, cr strange. Do we have it? It's one word I don't want to. I don't want to blow up Zito's spot. He's usually pretty, you know. No, nah, there's a full conversation happening back there right He's now. He's having a hard time with yeah, it. Yeah, We're trying right. to spell it. <laughs> strange, I think. Strange. S-T-R. This is like the draft when they try to, you know, get someone obscure in the seventh round to stump the truck. So the Two oh, words or two one words. Yeah. Two words. Two words. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Credulity. Credulity. Oh, I thought it was one. I thought we were learning something. Maybe hyphenated. No. He strains <laughs> credulity. Is that what does portend mean? He said there portend earlier, not pretend, portend. It's two words. That's why it kind of it kind of fucked us. Oh, up. strain. I thought it was strange. Yeah, it's two I words. Thought strange, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was strange. Like uh, somebody would with spaghetti. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I thought you were strange. Credulity. Sure. I didn't know exactly what it was. What is the other word you said that you heard him say? Portend. What does that mean? Peter. Portend just means like hint at the future. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> oh. Portend be a sign or a warning that something, especially something momentous. Like ominous? Would ominous be a synonym? 
No, no. something no, ominous could, could or bad. portend. Yeah, something om- you could portend something ominous. Though. Yeah, right? Bang. So we're portending Bang. when we're thinking Ooh. ahead. Okay. Okay. We're not pretending. No. But, uh, uh, we never do that on this show. We ever. always contend. <laughs> JSP. We never pretend. That's right. But we will portend the <laughs> shit out of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Won't we? Yeah, absolutely. All day long. Especially with Pete on this damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been strangling Dory this entire time. Exactly. I am. So fed up with never getting credit of the credulity Ugh. that we've been straining around here. Uh. Anyways, last question here for you from Darius. We appreciate your time. Yeah, Pete. I appreciate getting smarter too. This is a pretty simple, straightforward question, though. Uh, uh, where the answer, hell though. is uh, Connor Stallions? Has anyone yep. heard or seen this guy in the last what, few weeks? It's a it's a great question, D. But he is uh, he has gone uh, whoa profile since oh. uh, since. Since resigning, uh, I think it was two Fridays ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than the Wall Street Journal story about his uh, vacuum repair business mm-hmm. and Amazon refurbishing business, there has not been uh, much seen or said about Connor Stallions. Does he have uh, to be at this thing in Ann Arbor on Friday? I don't believe he does because it's uh, it, the the TRO didn't really have anything to do with him. So, I mean, from a, the, the resignation of Connor Stallions is significant going forward uh, in the Michigan case because he's no longer employed by the university and has nothing to do with the NCAA, he's not going to be obligated to cooperate with investigators. Um, so like some of the what stuff like that's the financial a Marine. Trail, That's a Marine if I've the- ever heard of one. I'll yeah. just resign. They can't ask me shit. See ya. Whatever. Boom. See ya. Blame me. Rogue agent. Love it. Man, do 10. Need you to do 10 for us. Yep. You got it. Got a million on the other side. It's going to be hard times. You're not going to be able to watch Michigan football. Nope. Not gonna be on the sidelines or anything. Oh. But I'll resign, I'll get out of here. You think he's gonna be able to survive without Michigan football? Connor Stallions? You think he's gonna be able to survive? So, it's an interesting question. I, I mean, certainly a lot of people have played amateur, amateur psychologists with the paper trail he left behind and what he did and you know his lifelong ambition of being Michigan's coach. So I hope the guy's okay, just just generally, because obviously you're a low profile <clears throat> kind of like grunt staffer like that. You become World famous, you you transcend sport into pop culture. I mean, people are talking about Connor Stallions in every uh, you know every corner. So it's it's had to be a pretty difficult time for him, I would think. I would assume they had a lot of eyes, but a lot of people said it seemed like he was doing things a little reckless, trying to get caught. Yeah, exactly. People wanted to know that Connor Stallions had his imprint okay. on this Michigan Wolverines. But once you said everybody's playing internet psychologists at this point, I told you that was the last question. That was a lie. Evan Fox has a question for you about an institution that has a lot of question marks mm-hmm. around it, both uh, on well, the field, off the field, right. decisions that are made, and stories yeah. that come out of it. Yeah, Pete, uh, when is Michigan State announcing the hiring of Urban Meyer? <laughs> I know that's coming soon, right? <laughs> Uh, Urban Meyer will not be the next coach at Michigan State. Come on! Full confidence. I know that's not fun, uh, but you guys obviously don't bring me on for fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, You're fun. when you look at obviously Northwestern's jobs open, Michigan State's job is open. Michigan's could potentially open. I just think that you know that because it almost has the last two years. Uh, it will be a really interesting time. Um, I think the A and M opening could slightly intersect with Michigan State, although they're in a little bit different financial weight classes, Evan. Um, you know, like Mike Elko would be a preferred yeah. target of, yeah. if you're Michigan State. Ooh. And um, I wonder if 
Texas A&M. Uh, Dan Lanning, uh, obviously friend of the game day program for all the great uh, things he's done and, uh, and allowed us to do this year. His buyout's $20 million to leave. And then I certainly don't want to go wonky buyout math on you because I'll get mocked for it. But you essentially, because of taxes, that's really $30 million. Now, some of that can be mitigated and subverted and such. But again, they just paid $76 million for a coach not to coach. Um, but that's a, that is at least... It, an acknowledgeable obstacle for Dan Lanning to go. And I think you could do a podcast on whether the A&M job in the SEC, as it's about to be constructed, is actually a better or worse job than the Oregon job in the Big Ten as it's about to be constructed. I think it's a, a fair debate that reasonable people could be on, uh, be on either side of. There's obviously more talent at one, but Oregon has just clearly one bigger the last two decades. Um, Oregon might be in a college football you know, playoff. Yeah. 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 They they were in the first one and they could well be in it again. I mean, they have a heck of a squad there. And Phil Knight's just Uncle Phil's right over. Come yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just whatever Nike you yeah. need. They got a thousand different jerseys. Yep. Easy to recruit up there. I wish we were going yeah. to Oregon this weekend. That yeah. would have been nice. It would have been a universe. It would have been the state of Oregon. It would have been nice to get up. It's beautiful up there. Dude, yeah. It's what we wanted to do. We've been saying this the whole time. Got to get to Oregon. Get to Corvallis. Can't wait. To get to Corvallis. Eugene. No, we've been there. You wonder if, uh, that or- oh. if Oregon State wins, how about that for a finale of Oregon State at Oregon oh. in the in their final Pac-12 regular season game where they could play spoiler for Oregon's college football playoff chances. Oh. Like, that would be some pretty high-stakes drama. That's a great rivalry. DJ. I mean, it's uh, that's one of my favorite regions of the country. Uh, great football there, good people. The two coaches there are as good of coaches as anywhere in the country. Jonathan Smith has done an unbelievable job building that thing up from nothing, incrementally, slowly, gaining talent, using the portal in nice places. But they, they, they've got unbelievable defensive front, unbelievable offensive line. I've really... Really have been impressed. That's been as good of a coaching job over a five-year stretch as we've seen anywhere in college football lately. So uh, high stakes and big drama out, out west the rest of the way. Pat. Yeah, we're going to watch it all, too, by the way, from James Madison. That's right. Can't wait. People aren't happy about it. No. Why? No, 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 no. But James Madison's pumped. Yeah. yeah. I don't really talk about that much. Great exactly. school. I've had a good five, I, six people I've tweet heard, me, tell me for James Madison. They're excited. Whoa, Got a couple down. hundred people telling me to kill myself because we're not going to Corvallis, <laughs> but certainly five, six people from James Madison jacked <laughs> up. Jacked up. It's good. It's great. I was told the James Madison show at game day, I wasn't on the show from five or six years ago, was maybe the best crowd that they've ever had. In. Hell yes. I love hearing that. I needed that. I needed, that. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. I needed that. That's good news. Can't wait to get down to James Madison. Let's right. go, JMU. Can't wait to get down there. I think PFT, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, so I got respect for, obviously, yeah. his brain and who he is. There's probably just a bunch of that, a bunch of him down there. I Joe Bros. Our friend Blaine Stewart yep. went there. Blaine, Blaine Stewart, current coach of West Virginia Mountaineers. Joe he, Bros. went there. He sent a text this uh, morning, uh, this morning that said, wait till you get down there. Going to be a top five program in the country That's in about five, ten years. James Madison. Is that right? Okay. Can't Top wait to experience five. it. Can't wait to experience it. Top five, huh? They just beat the shit. Are they joining the SEC too? That's Why not? They're undefeated right now. They might. Oh, okay. If it wasn't for the NCAA saying you can't play in your championship game. I mean, it's all bullshit. Ridiculous. Anyways, uh, we're thankful to be a part of your life, Pete. You have made our life better. I want to let you know that. Thank you for being the authority and taking it on the shins while you just try to do your job. Mm-hmm. You're the man for that. 
Thanks, guys. We'll see you down there. Need to get you a longer umbrella next rain game yep. day, though. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, bring it. wasn't ideal. Suboptimal, but, you know, we'll watch the film and get better. Okay. Always do. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Thamel. Yeah, Peter! He had that umbrella right in the camera. Yep. Uh-huh. His fist did not move either. It's awesome. That shoulder workout that he was doing oh. while breaking the news. Oh, yeah. Just locked in there. I'm like, I love what we're doing. And then you see the entire umbrella. It's like this little. Like, he must on. have that Orshlovsky uh, shoulder thing. Oh, yeah, this one. Mm-hmm. True. Hey, maybe you're going to make one of those for eyeballs. That'd be cool. Maybe. You never know. You never know what could come from this. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back on the other side. We got an incredible third hour coming up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. We got overreaction tweets. Right. We got official picks for this evening. Right. We got yeah. more storylines we haven't talked about. Like, for instance, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Raiders in general. They'll be legit. Smoking cigars again. Living. Love that. Absolutely living over there. Tony Pierce showed up in a drop top. Chopped up. What? Sick car. Yeah, I mean, maybe cool. the greatest car I've ever seen a coach pull up to a game in. Yeah. That's sweet. Exhibit was there, too. Didn't hit the, I was actually about to say that. Yeah. that Exhibit, on, really? Yeah. Pimp my ride. That thing had a chance to bounce. Yeah. I, I don't know if he had hydraulics in it. It appeared oh, with how yeah. small the rims were that there was a chance we'd get that thing to bounce. Uh-huh. Imagine he pulls in there bouncing. And oh. Second game is a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> Call it. Awesome. Absolutely awesome what the Raiders are doing. Chris Collinsworth said some things about the Raiders, though, as like uh, what he heard from Antonio Pierce. And that was wild to me. He said, like, the best, they're not even playing with their best player on offense. And uh, he's, well, I know Devontae Adams is here, obviously, but I'm talking about an offensive lineman trying to make a point. You hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then on the defensive side, he said, I asked Antonio Pierce about, like, you know, the Raider way on the defensive side, who would it be? He said, Bob Spillane is the guy that he would build around. I'm like, Max Crosby's right. (laughs) Max Crosby's right there. No, it's Bob. Bobby, Bobby's guy. Bobby had a night. He's Big dead. time pick. Yeah. Broken hand. Dumb truck, man. Too. Yeah, you, you know, know Antonio special. Pierce. Yeah, you're right. Pierce might have been undrafted too, right? The visor. The C. The visor. So sweet. He's had multiple picks in uh, primetime games, though. Yes. He's known for that big neck and just putting Boom. that Rydell on people's mm. faces. Don't sleep on the hands of Bob Spillane. No. Mm. This guy's a freak show mm. athlete, and he's got great swag. Towel hanging. Yeah. Sleeve. 41. Ooh, and I think he's got a metal rod in his hand. Yep. Yes, he does. And he's got a pick with it. And in his neck. That's a guy you would want on your t- Yeah. You want that guy on your team. I think he had a Costco hoodie on after the game, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bob, way to go. Way to go, Bob. Antonio like Pierce, way to go. Crosby, way to go. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. yeah. He maybe looks yeah. the part. Uh, does he? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That jaw, Thank hey, you. We got to fix the jaw strap. Fix your chin strap. Good stash. <laughs> That's what I meant yeah. when you said looks the part. And I said, ah. Crooked all night long. He's young. He spins it though. He does. Yeah. He's tall. Big strap. Using Devontae too. Smart. Yeah. It was very clear that they said, you know, maybe we get this guy in the game. Snag. That was filthy. He had a yeah. one-handed catch. He had that catch. They they were looking at him all the time, which caused a pick, obviously. Yeah. But it was that's a smart thing. You get the guy in the game. Let's yeah. make sure that uh Devontae knows that he's a massive part mm. of this offensive. And then after the game, I don't know if you saw Devontae in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Much different interview with Devontae uh-huh. after that game Big time. than when you're not. Bill Coward told us, like, hey, you get those wide receivers some balls early. It'll be amazing. They're blocking down the field. Yeah. As long as they know there's a chance that they're in this thing, it's a whole different ball game. You got massage personalities as well. Feels like Antonio Pierce does that very well. is happening, but we need to have a moment of silence as we kick off this third hour because 
This man's right eyeball mm-hmm. is completely fucked. That's Damn. right. That's A.J. Hawk. He's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Boy, Hawker. And, uh, yeah, he lost a third of his cornea in his right eye just yesterday when his son, named Axel Hawk, uh, thumbed the shit out of it. Oh. Yep. So this guy's probably never going to be able to see out of both his eyes ever again. Damn. At 100% strength. and oh. We will celebrate the times that he had two good eyes. Remember, his two good eyes would actually I'll tell you what, close no. when he was driving. Mm. Oh. We don't need to do that. We don't need a moment of silence for Good this. Times. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're never going to be able to. My eye's coming back. First off, actually, once they numbed my eye up, they did a little eye test to make sure I wasn't blind. My, eye, my right eye was still pretty legit reading the, uh, the deal. Oh, pretty legit. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. My right eye is still pretty legit. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't keep it open for more than like two seconds at a time probably because it just starts gushing fluids and it burns, but I could see the letters pretty well. How far down the triangle? Uh, farther than I thought I was going to make it, for real. Yeah, but what's that mean? I mean, I, I normally, my right eye is my dominant eye, too, which sucks, because my left eye is my weaker one, but it's going to make a it's gonna make a great adjustment over the next 12 hours. It's going gonna, it's gonna to even up with the right, I think. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Your good brain's going to do that. Yep. Your brain's yep. going to yeah. two dominant Oh, yeah. Eyes. But I do realize how much we do use both of our eyes oh. now that I've had this one gone for a while. <laughs> I realize, like, yeah, we use both of these guys. That's that's silver line. Yeah, that's right. Put that on the ticker. A little bit more respect for both eyes working. Exactly. Do we that's know, a big deal. Yeah. Do we know if there was poop on Axel's fingernails, fingernails? or not? Mm. Is there one a, of the very first things my wife even said? She goes, "You know how dirty Axel is. He probably you probably get an infection. You need exactly. to get something in there." That's what I was thinking too. Smart. <laughs> Which we did. I got Cleaned I got out. drops. Smart man. Hey, we're happy for you, buddy. You're gonna be okay. You got right, oh, yeah. AJ. Gonna be awesome. You got Thought you lost eight. your eyeball though, personally. Thought that was potentially gonna happen when we saw. Can you take your sunglasses off real quick? Just to see what it could yeah. be. We well, should last do that. Night, Don't you think we should do that? Uh, you can hardly tell. I mean, yeah, wait. That'd I'm not gonna cool. lie. That's been even with my eyes shut, these lights do not feel good at all on any of them, even this decent eye. But uh the shades do help with that kind of, I think. Okay. We're happy that that helps. You need the LASIK surgery glasses. They look yeah, good. the wraparound. Yeah. Oh, they, uh, wrap I, the virtual uh, virtual reality. Like you know, the old people. My my brothers. We'd always say, "Oh, they're playing virtual reality." The old people that wear the big <laughs> wraparound. Yes, those people. Yeah, they're That's not. The ones you, you need. They're not. Hey, let's get one shipped. Let's get one shipped in a hawk house over oh, yeah. there, mm-hmm. so we can have that for tomorrow, and then the next day, and then probably the next couple weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah if we had the Christmas Packers helmet, dark visor. Oh, how sweet would that be? A sweet visor would be sick if you had a helmet with a visor on this. Oh, my God. Think about it for tomorrow because this is going to be your life now next couple weeks, pal. Oh, no. It's going to be better than 2020 vision. That right eye tomorrow. Cannot wait. Just uh, he really does believe that he can just will everything. Yes, you can manifest it. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. And words are spells. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why they they are spelled the way they are spelled. I don't know if you can physically manifest a Cornier? third of your eyeball growing Sweet back. Man. I can speed night. it up, though. I can speed it up. Last night when I went to bed, I did, you know, I always, whenever you're hurt pretty bad, like, I'm going to wake up and feel awesome tomorrow. I think I even texted you that, Pat. And unfortunately, I woke up and didn't feel uh, even a 1% better. And I didn't really <laughs> sleep either because it was a yeah, situation so, so i was like well oh. this one didn't work overnight we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board. but i agree with what you're saying you have like a little sore hammy or something you're like tomorrow morning this thing's gonna be okay and you're yeah, thinking yep. positive vibes as you go in there and then you mm-hmm. wake up the next day and hey it is better now is that nine hours of rest 
Could be. You know, eight hours of rest, seven hours of rest, however long you're laying down. Chance. Is that why? Or is it because you had positive mojo? Well, I'm not going to find out. I am going to think positively. But when you suffer a third of your cornea getting ripped out of your face, and I couldn't even imagine how bad that hurts right now. Oh, my God. So bad. Oh, my God. A little pebble in your eye? Uh, The worst. The worst. This guy had a full thumb in it. Still is. Gross. Oh, AJ. Just add it to the resume. This dude's one of the toughest dudes walking. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> jaws or size can't help that. No. That's what Axel said. Axel. Oh, no. We're still on it, though. We're still on the jaws or size with the patch. Oh, really? Lack of sleep. No eye. Right. Right. I mean, jaws or size. Right. Is that what you've been saying? Yeah. I thought it might help. You know, I thought it might help because you're, you know, yeah, it's weird. It is very weird. I think I, I've mentioned multiple times. I have not faced this kind of adversity before with this eye situation. And it's been good. I've grown from it. I've definitely grown. Oh, what is man. weird? You just can't control it? You can't work, outwork it? Just it just sucks. It sucks <laughs> and it hurts like hell at all times. It's really weird. And then I'm like, oh, this is my left eye. It's not my dominant. I can't see it. I mean, I can see, but it's not safe to even walk down the steps. <laughs> oh, no. But you're driving. Driving yeah, your driving. to school. <laughs> oh, yeah. You are a menace on the streets. Yeah, the sun was coming up today. I was flipping the visor. I had my shades on. I, I didn't have a patch on yet because I was hoping I didn't need one. Wow. And I was flipping the visors and having my son sit in shotgun flip his visors as we were turning with the sun. I'm like, I do not, I can't, I can't do it. My eyes are just pouring liquid. It was awesome. Adversity builds the Hawks. Yep. Built on. Listen, we learned Axel's a dog too. Axel will, yeah. you know what I mean? Axel will attack that eye. He's not he losing sleep. Quick. He's not losing any sleep over this, trust me. Hey, it's a heel move. I got you. Yeah. It's a heel yeah, move. I love you. what he's doing. I love it. All right, let's dive in. We're happy you're. Uh... I'm great. Don't worry. All right. You know what I am very happy about? Ah, What's that? Yesterday, I got to watch Kyler Murray play football. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And there was a lot of conversation on whether or not Kyler Murray would even come back because this show had Michael Lombardi on, former general manager, who looked through the contract, and there was like another $56 million guaranteed if Kyler Murray came back, played this year, and got injured, or in the practice facility, got injured. Similar situation to what happened with Derek Carr, which is why they actually kicked him out of the building. And you could see how maybe that would take place if they were thinking about moving on from Kyler, but all words from that building since jump have been, this is Kyler's team. Yesterday, watching him play football again, it was like, oh yeah, I remember why he signed that massive deal, even though they haven't really won in the end. They haven't made it to a conference championship. They haven't done anything. He's fucking electrifying. He can throw the ball all over the place. And he extends a play late in the fourth where it's just like every... And they're not going to tackle him there. Even if that guy was in position, no shot. He's been doing that since year one here in college at Oklahoma, in high school in Texas, where he won, I think, like 17 straight state championships in only four years of high school because he's able to do that right there whenever he wants. Drafted top 10 in the MLB and obviously number one in the NFL. He had a little moxie, too, yesterday. He put out a video that said... You know, my perspective has changed after I've been gone for 335 days. They took the game away from me. Maybe this is the most mature Kyler Murray. Maybe this is the best Kyler Murray. And with the way, pew, 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 shots are going to be had with new coach Gannon. And that one, obviously, not the best throwing ball. It's like, maybe we're about to see the best Kyler Murray. And there's a game winner for Matt Prater. He's been doing that for 50 years. I think he hit from 55 earlier in the game as well. Just an absolute fucking beast uh, of a kicker and has been for a long time. It was great to see Kyler back out oh, yeah. there, D-Butt. Absolutely. You say he can play his best football. You know, why not? You know, he, he obviously had a perspective, and a lot of people forget about the talent. You know, there has been some, you know, blunders in the playoffs and late in the season. But when you talk about moving on from a quarterback, you, always, you just talked about the situation in Green Bay. Like, the grass isn't always green. The dude was drafted number one for a reason, made a couple Pro Bowls out of the gate. 
played well enough to get another deal. Is it a lot of money guaranteed and owed to him? Absolutely, but that's what you that's just the price of doing business in the league. So I love to see it for him being back out there. I'm sure the guys in the locker room uh got a, a big push from it. And then Jonathan Gannon, I'm sure that was a big part of the conversation when taking the head coach job. Kyler, you know, this being his team. Bingo. AJ, what do you think Gannon saw out of Kyler yesterday that he loved? What did you see from Kyler that made you believe, okay, we're about to get the best Kyler? Or did you not see that? I honestly I thought it was I was not shocked, but I was somewhat surprised with how good he looked physically and how, how well he ran the yeah. ball, too. Like that, yeah. extending the play and then getting that big, huge third down, that's what he's done his whole career. But it's crazy to see his very first game back coming off an ACL. We all know people have had ACLs talk about that. It's like a big mental hurdle to get over that, taking some shots, planting, everything. He looked like he had zero reservations. He had no... Nothing holding him back, and he, he's slanging the ball around the yard too, man. He looked good, like very good. No knee brace either, uh-huh. which, you know, sometimes like they just put on there just for, yeah. like, safety or whatever, and a lot of guys hate it. Yeah, AJ, you just said you like that. I'm sure d said the Absolutely. same thing. I don't think I've ever met anybody other than maybe an offensive lineman who has four blown knees who <laughs> like wearing knee braces. It slows you down. It naturally does. Von Miller, I think, I don't know if he's wearing one tonight, but has been wearing one, and it certainly affected him. So, see Kyler, no knee brace, playing the way that he played, it's like, Hey, this dude, they think he, they literally waited. Playing reckless. 100%. Wasn't it cool to see him play reckless? Like, hey, like, didn't, was not worried about his own safety or about his knee, which you could easily understood a little bit if he had some of that. But no, he was playing to win. Like, you could tell those comments about, like, having a new perspective and football being taken away from you. Like, I think that's 100% real. Like, it sucks balls when you can't play. If you're hurt and you're away from your team, especially for this long, like, it's it's pretty difficult. And you see them have a little bit of success, and people talk about, oh, this Dobbs guy, maybe yeah, he's yeah. the guy. Mm-hmm. And then you hear people yeah. like Lombo say, they might try to save money and not put this guy on a field. It's like, that's the first time, I assume, he's been able to digest a lot of terrible things being said about him. Like, that's a very motivating thing. Does it make you, like, kind of back down and disappear? Or does it make you dial in and get even better? Do you listen to it a little bit? Because during rehab and stuff, you're isolated. There's a lot of time, especially now in 2023, you're on your phone probably, Mm -hmm. you know? So I assume that he has heard the things that have been said about him over the past, but not in the volume in which I assume during this rehab process was. So if you're an elite talent and you have this new perspective and potentially a whole nother, oh, is that right (laughs) mentality? I think there's a chance in... uh, it's a massive win yesterday. Sucks for Artie. Yeah, tough. I mean, oh, sucks boy. for Artie Smith down there in Atlanta. I mean, it sucks for them. But for the Cards and their fans, it's like the hope for the future is all the way back after trading away Josh Dobbs, who seemingly gave you the only little glimmer of hope that you had. Yeah, like the new perspective, absolutely. There's got to be some sort of the uh, reproving to Gannon and those guys. Like, hey, this wasn't – obviously, you guys didn't pay me, but I am still the right guy for this job because watching him play when he's playing like – like that is one of the most entertaining quarterbacks in the NFL. And granted, he's throwing to Trey McBride, who was a third round pick in Hollywood Brown and stuff, but this is also his first season with Arizona, right? In the last few years without D Hop. And he's still balling without D Hop. So. You bring up an interesting point there because new GM, new coach, like the ownership picked him yes. over them. So, like, there's even more on mm-hmm. his show. Like, hey, this is your legacy. Mm-hmm. Just like Goody yeah. Bingo. with Jordan Love, mm-hmm. like, the legacy of Kyler is they picked me over coach and GM yep. who got paid alongside of me and it didn't work. They got rid of them. So you start stacking all those things up. Yeah. There's a lot of motivation. There's a lot of Ton. motivation for Kyler that I don't want to say wasn't there in the past, but like you get drafted top 10 in baseball, you win 
all the time. Yeah. You draft number one overall for football, you win all the time. There might be a little bit of uh, this shit's easy mentality, you know? And I don't want to say you get comfortable, but... Relief syndrome, you mean, as Coach Saban says? Boom. There might be a little bit of that. So you get the game taken away from you. Mm -hmm. You get picked over the head coach and the GM. Then you hear what everybody's saying, and you start seeing some other stuff happen. Maybe you learn even a little bit from watching Josh Dobbs operate from behind the scenes, what yeah. he's doing, what he's not doing. It's like there could have been a lot of things that made Kyler Murray this... Maybe the best Kyler Murray we've seen. I'm yeah. fucking here for it. <laughs> I'm excited for, for the chip stack because we know when, when he did sign the deal, obviously it had that, you know, addendum in it where he had to watch film. So that's when he probably started hearing the most, you know, shit talked about him. But you mentioned it. His uh, most decorated high school quarterback out of Texas coming out, then going on to college, winning a Heisman, going in uh, first overall pick. Like you have all these different things, but now – can you take that next step? Can you be, you know, that leader in the locker room, doing things away from the field, all seasons, film study, all these different things? Now you are, you are, you have the elite talent. You've you've done a lot of shit that no one else can hold a resume up to. Now can you take that next step and be a great one? Think about this: it's almost like he got traded to his own team. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're right. New coach, yep. new GM, young squad. You're away for a little bit. Still there, but away. Then you get dropped back in there. It's like you could almost redo a lot of things that maybe you did differently at another place. You know what I mean, AJ? Might I think, haven't you ever heard? We've heard veterans, like vets, talk about like if they go to a new team and they've got an established resume, they're like, hey, I still want to show these guys like who I am. I want they've. They may have known of me, watching me play or playing against me, but I need to show them like how I work, why I am this good. And I think Kyler could be in a situation like that. Hell yeah, Aaron, Aaron said that, right? Going to New York. Yeah. 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 Remember those first OTAs? Mm -hmm. He was – they were doing slow motion oh, shots. Yeah, ropes. And you could just hear climaxes around the mm -hmm. field from all the coaches, front office people, even ticket sales people. Like, yeah. You see this guy's really fucking marketing, marketing people are like – Holy fuck. Look what we have out here. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. You get a whole new opportunity to do that. And you're right. Kyler gets to do that with Gannon. Gets to do that with uh, uh, Monty Offendorf. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Well, and for all those people, you know, saying how they wanted them to lose and then draft, like, either Caleb Williams or one of these guys who, like, it just, again, like, you have no idea if Caleb Williams is going to be good in the NFL or Drake May. Like, AJ, now you think Caleb Williams is going to be good in the NFL? I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be good, but – when is he going to get drafted? And I don't know how. There's just everything just seems crazy right now. Sorry about that. No, no, no. It's just like, you know, I mean, and people are saying he's got part of his game is like that kind of stuff. Like when Kyler is healthy, like D Butt mentioned, it, there are maybe what one or two other guys in the NFL who can actually do what he does. And like if he does have that extra chip on his shoulder and he's kind of like enlightened now because he has been away, like. Why the hell would you roll the dice on getting rid of him and then put yourself in a position where yeah. it's like, oh, we drafted Drake May and uh, this guy? I mean, we should have known he did. You know he could beat Virginia, and now he. You, you know, know non-sold out stadium. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're on a college football playoff run. They lose it in a in an empty stadium. Yeah. Damn, tough. That can't happen. That's tough. If I was the coach, I'd be like, hey, listen, cannot lose this game. They didn't fill this place up. Yeah. We can't. We cannot lose to a team that can't fill up a stadium. That cannot. Listen, that cannot happen. But you think about what happened uh, in Houston, though. That gives every team yeah, true. hope. True. Because if you do draft a guy number oh, yeah. two overall, mm -hmm. and he is just the guy. Dog. Oh, my. I don't know. CJ, CJ has some shit to him, though. And we, we saw it. Just hear him talking. Like, he got some shit. To, I don't, personally, I don't see that with Caleb. I, well, see, I, I see talent wise, but like, as far as like just the. You know, uh, mannerisms, just different things with the team. Just even the. It's you hard know, to predict. Look, look, it's an emotional game. 
I get it. We saw it with the Michigan offensive coordinator at the game. Jumping, in, in, stands, coach, jumping, place, jumping yeah. in the stands, crying in your mom, like that. All those type of things Whoa. are. What's that about? You know, was, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what other people say other places. That's the guys in the locker room looking at that shit like. Well, that, a new that, generation. That, yeah, it's it's a new generation. Some Sabrina Butler would have told me, man, if you don't get your ass up, yeah, take your ass in that locker room and, and cry. And, and look, I don't cry after games. You know, you put a lot into that shit. I'm, I'm glad that it means something to him, especially with what he's accomplished already. But um, those are things that factor in. And if, and if you have a draft comp, Kyler Murray is Caleb Williams' probably draft comp for a lot of these, you know, pro scouts. A bigger Kyler Murray. You, uh-huh. you sound like an old yelling at the clouds. You don't understand this new generation. Just being honest. You don't understand. <laughs> but you grown-ass man, you got to come in there and lead. Buddy. I will say billionaires are inevitably making the decision on when to draft who. Uh-huh. You know, so I'll be excited to see what team ends up with the number one overall pick and if they keep it or tr- who tries to get there to get Caleb Williams. Because you talk to some of these college football people, they're like, you think any of these teams want to be the ones that passed on Caleb Williams? And I'm like, well, these teams have the number one overall pick. These teams suck. Their, yeah, uh, their yeah, resume exactly. is already their resume is already saying one particular thing about them. And it's like that's how I think a lot of people view Caleb Williams in the college world. And then we watch him play against Washington and watch him make some highlights. It's like, holy shit, this guy is fantastic. Assuming he's just going to be great in the NFL, though. Is what I think it's happening with Bryce Young, not Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. So, what's the situation? How it all Mm -hmm. goes? And with Kyler, you talk about the grass not being always uh, greener on the other side. It's like they're experiencing that in Green Bay. If they were to move on, they don't get it. What is Arizona just in a cycle for the next twenty years? So that's why the ownership had to stay with Kyler after they pay him instead Mm -hmm. of the coach Cliff Kingsbury, who's now with Caleb. Fascinating situation in USC, and then also the GM Steve gets kind of sent out of there. It's it's a wild scene. Let's go to Houston though. This fucking guy. Dog. AJ. AJ. He's the one. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the one. He's the one. He's the, like, you got, you got generations of this shit now. I think it's like every four years, we'll say, you know, five years. This one seems to be the one. This one, this one, he has rookie records right now that are not supposed to be touched oh. with the way football is. Now, I know it's much more of a passing game and everything like that, but with passing comes sophisticated defenses and offenses. So it's definitely not a benefit to young quarterbacks who have never seen an NFL defense before or a young quarterback who has a bunch of new pieces around him in an offense he's never heard before. So you're kind of stacked up against being great as a rookie quarterback. And this fucker's great. Mm-hmm. He's not just good, AJ. He is phenomenal. I, we've, and Debo, you talk about us getting a chance to chat with him and him having a little bit of shit to him. Nothing but respect, though. He's like super duper respectful. Oh, yeah. And, but he does have this moxie and swagger that you would love in a franchise quarterback. It working so quickly, so well. Without his best guy yesterday, he goes into the jungle and beats the Bengals. I mean, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. He, he rallies the troops. He rallies the city. It's like... It's good defense, too. This is a guy. He did OH after one of these. Do we have it? Uh, I would assume this is this is the one, right? Oh, cut it off. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> there's a lot of people. Guarantee there's a lot of Ohio State people there pumped to watch that quarterback in battle, too. I know that. Okay, you talk about a good defense and obviously only having... I mean, fourth quarter comeback against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati after having to answer. I mean, it is... It's the shit that you dream of whenever you're saying, old buddy right there, Noah. Noah Brown. Noah Brown, yeah, he's former one, Cowboy. 150-plus last two. I mean, he's 
phenomenal. We never heard of them. So whenever teams like, well, they don't have enough weapons because we don't hurt them, it's mm-hmm. like CJ Stroud made weapons. Yeah. You know, like he made these guys into a superstar-driven offense. And hell of a game winner yeah. though for Amendola, who just got there. No rookie quarterback, to your point, had ever thrown for 300 yards against a Lou Anarumo defense before Stroud did yesterday. Wow, 356. It's it's impressive, man. I, I played with uh, Andrew Luck, rookie. Obviously, had a rookie head coach with um Chuck. Played with Cam his rookie year, rookie head coach Ron Rivera. And the thing about those two guys, and you were in the locker room too, like the moment was never too big for him. Like it ne- like sometimes shit just start moving too fast. You know, assholes start getting tight on that sideline. People start getting nervous. Never too big for these guys. You see the same thing with CJ from the moment, you know, he stepped into the league with, with D'Amico Ryans as the head guy over there. So uh, the future is definitely bright out there in Houston. In consecutive weeks, the Texans have, this is an interesting Hembo stat here. Hembo. Uh, shout out to Hembo. In consecutive weeks, the Texans have scored 69 total points against defenses coached by Todd Bowles and Lou Anarumo. Wow. Stroud threw for 826 combined yards and scored on 13 Jeez. of the 25 drives that he had. I mean, Jeez. great stat. Thank you, Hembo. Good boy, Hembo. But also, C.J. Stroud, they're talking about offensive rookie of the year, obviously. Okay? Seems like that one. MVP. Are they Stop. talking MVP, maybe? Bingo. Yeah, that's where we were headed. I, I feel like the <laughs> rookie of the year is signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. It's his. And now MVP conversation has to happen. He's leading the NFL, I believe, in pass yards. No rookie's done that since something. And then Sammy Ball. Sammy Ball is third. I mean, it's like this is few and far between what we're watching here. Davey O'Brien in 1939. Yeah. Obviously. Quarterback award, right? Yeah, college. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And then punting Sammy Baugh, mm-hmm. who also played quarterback alongside being a punter back in 1937. He had a punting record for a long time. But, yeah, it's unprecedented what this fucking guy's doing, leading the NFL. It's also good because we talk about Goff, how he always seems to bounce back. Stroud threw his second interception of the year, and it wasn't a good one, and it, and it let the Bengals back in the game. And then he, like, to bounce back from that, that's huge. Like, I know there wasn't any Bengals fans left in the stadium to see it, but... You know, that was huge. Jeez. Yeah, I yeah. heard that, Tony. Yeah, yep. had to uh-huh. send it in there at the end. Well, like, they coordinated a, a uh, mass <laughs> exodus with about four or five minutes left in the game. A lot happened. In yeah, this. yeah, they missed yeah. everything. A so. lot happened in those final four or five minutes. It's traffic's crazy, AJ. Right, Cincinnati traffic's crazy. I'd be getting out of Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I understand a little I bit. I had to piss. Different in Ohio. Yeah, it's uh, Another interesting Hembo stat will stay in the AFC North. In the fourth quarter, the Ravens and their three losses have 10 points on 12 drives. Ooh, nice. That's not good. Not good. That's not good at all. The Ravens obviously lost to the Colts, Steelers, and the Browns. Um, Cleveland ran it for 178 yards against a defense that was only allowing 92 yards a game. That's not too shabby. Ravens scoring defense, overall first. Congratulations. Wow. Fourth quarter, 25th. That's when it matters. That's when it matters. I don't know what that's all about. Um, Stay in the AFC North. What is wrong with Ravens defense there? What is going on? What's the deal? I don't know. They were so good last last week, too. We were just talking like a week ago about them being the best in North NFL. Were they up? 31-17? Yep. That, the I mean, yeah. Commander's defense also looked incredible against the Seahawks yesterday, too. Yeah. Okay. Gino will give you some. Oh, oh got it. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but they, but that's not good news, though, for a team if they're going to be what everybody's saying. Hey, quiet, sneaky team in the AFC to win this whole thing. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It's like, I don't know. They're going to tighten the fuck up. They looked, they looked really, really good on offense. And then just there was the pick six, a bad pick six. And then they just, things just sometimes stop working like in that offense. It, it feels like 
Kind of feels like when we talked about like the MLB playoffs or something like that in the Phillies, they were super, super hot. And then the, it feels like that offense for some reason goes on cold streaks. Was la- la- last season they had that issue too, jumping, like blowing, blowing second half leads. Uh, it's just been their thing. They got to obviously figure it out though. Yeah, you're talking about uh, this is the best Lamar's been though. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. So hopefully yep. uh, some of these narratives can flip, but don't love what happened to him yesterday. Come on, Browns, big time comeback. Good win for them though. Congrats to the Browns. We'll stay in the AFC North again, shall we? Talk about offense. The Steelers' last two games, 371 rush yards at 5.6 yards a clip, uh, 66 to 53 run pass ratio. Matt Canada goes and becomes Matt America on the sideline. Exactly. He says, we need to run the rock. It, I mean, it makes sense because it's literally the only thing that they are good at right now uh, is they've run the ball super well. Because other than that, they just throw back shoulder fades to the outside. That's their only pass play that I think they run. <laughs> but with Warren and Naj, and like I said, since since Broderick has come in and started at right tackle, they have just been they gelled and been moving. AJ, three teams in NFL history have exact or in the NFL right now have exactly a minus twenty six point differential: the three and six Rams, the three and six Titans, and the six and three Steelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. How makes sense. They just they just keep finding ways to win games. It's nuts. Like it really is crazy to see. It's kind of fun to watch. Like, okay, how are they going to figure this one out today? Yeah, that's they just the, want to pound the rock and let your studs on defense try to get after them. So that's the Tomlin difference. That's why everybody's like, yeah, Tomlin's a great coach. Why would yeah. you ever get rid of Tomlin? He's able to win with these teams that aren't good, not supposed to win. It's like, well, how come every year the team's not supposed to be good? Can we fix that? With, what, with, what is that? With, and with the point differential, when they lose. They're going to lose, okay? They're, it's going to look really bad, and they're going to lose by 30 points, okay? And when they win, it's going to be by 3-7, to seven, and it's going to be super close, and you're going to lose a couple years off your life. So That's the point differential is always going to look tough for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pat, I have an interesting stat from us for you. Oh, I like that. Uh, who is the quarterback with the longest current active streak of passes without an interception in the NFL right now? Oh, Kenny Pickett, it sounds Boom. like. That's what it is. Wow, nice. that was good trivia. Yeah. Wow. That was really good trivia. You got to play the person asking the question, obviously, at yeah. the time. Yeah, good guess. We knew it was Kenny Pickett immediately. Yeah. Actually, Nick was trying to figure out whether or not he wanted to use that as a stat and say it or a fun fact for trivia. <laughs> yep. Ooh, that's exactly what happened. It was a good delivery there. I think that was a good choice. Kenny Pickett slinging it. He's, he protects the ball. Look out. He protects the ball. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the red zone defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers because the defense normally what's going to win them games and keep them in games. And uh, last two weeks, they've had 24 red zone defense uh, plays. They allowed only 30 yards. Not a lot of yards on her. No. Two touchdowns on seven drives. Kind of clamping it down there. Good. As I was watching these teams get in the red zone and only uh, be able to kick field goals or other teams get into red zone and score touchdowns, I thought to myself, oh, getting in the red zone is like putting, you know. Like, you see people that get birdies. They're good putters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those people are able to make yeah. putts. Very well. But these teams that get the red, people can get their red zone. People can get on the green. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you able to, or, and that's why you see field goals. Like, every, there was mm-hmm. a time where you saw, like, six field goal kickers come on the field. It's like, just can't get in there. Just can't do it. They're letting you almost in there. Just can't make the putt. Just can't get in there. So you're only taking three. That's been the story of this year. Man. This year has been like that a lot. Because it's, it's so much harder for the offense once you get down there because now as a defense, we don't have to worry about you taking shots. So now everything is condensed. All the windows are smaller. And at some point as you get closer, now you get into kind of that cat and mouse game and 
for a defensive coordinator, okay, do I send a bunch of pressure at this guy or do I drop, you know, seven, eight in the coverage and make it tighter from, um, you know, find a window. But for defenses, like you get down there, the first thing we start saying to each other, hey, we got to bow up, we got to bow up, hold them to three in the offense. You just need – that's why you see a lot of offense too. Once they just get in there, they take a shot. As soon as they're at the top of the red zone or in that fringe area, kind of 35 to 25, it's tough down there in the red area though. That's where you got to like – that's where the good – Oh, think, yeah. That's where you find out who's good. You got to yeah. save those <laughs> plays too. Yeah, you got to get creative. Yeah, you got to save them. Too, but you got to execute them. And you got to be able – yeah, I guess running the ball is a big deal. But quarterback has to be able to put the ball mm-hmm. – that's where it gets exposed. Quarterback yeah. scramble. Tight windows on time. Yeah, that's yeah. where everything on time, gets exposed. Like, in like perfect windows. Like I saw a couple where like go line, they're running slants, and you just throw it like even in the college game this week, these weekends when I'm watching them, a couple slants and the ball's just a little bit behind them. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes to not be a touchdown. Because you got to really whiz it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And anticipate. Spin that thing. Those windows are so tight, you got to anticipate that shit. Every- dodge the D lineman, too. But you you got yeah. to yeah. dodge the D lineman arms, too, when you're that close. To the, and you have to know where line. the fuck you're supposed to go. Yeah. Because uh-huh. there's, you know, certain, like on certain plays, you're supposed to go to a certain place. Even if that's your third, it's like what they're showing you, mm-hmm. this is where we're headed. And in the red zone, these plays are developing fast. So you got to know that almost like at, it's crazy. Easy yeah. option double, routes, double team, too. And that's why, guys. that's why. That stat, I would assume, is a very important one in the end because who's actually fucking good? Who can do it yeah. down here and who's not? Like, who can get here, mm-hmm. but who's actually good? I think that's probably yeah, a determiner. For sure. And one more thing, you don't practice it that much. Like, you get, like, one, maybe two red zone uh, periods throughout the week, usually on Fridays. You do red area. I know uh, Tom and, uh, you know, Tom with New England, he would yep. always get down there and do, like, low red zone where they're working the front line and the back line with, you know, big tight ends and shit. But a lot of teams, you just don't – you have your two-minute drive. That's probably once or twice a week. And then red area is one of those other – and you think about it, those are two of the big most important <laughs> – Third down red area. Yeah, yeah, third down and red area. Two-minute, those situations, that's what games typically come down to, but you don't get a, a ton of practice time. I mean, we were this close to the Chargers going 0 for 8 against the Lions on a goal-to-go so chance. Close. This close. They they had the fourth down, fourth and goal stop, got a penalty, and then ran it right oh. back. And then it was just that slant in the back of the end zone that got him on fourth. Massive stop on fourth down with a penalty coming and just like on defense. I know you guys are supposed to just, you know, next play, next play. That has to be demoralizing. Ugh. Or how about uh, Prochet? Oh, my God. Yeah. Punt returner for the Browns? Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett, I think, had like a chain on or something. He did. <laughs> back to back sack. Back to back sack. Like they were going crazy. The whole momentum was going to the mm-hmm. Browns, obviously. And then Prochet, former Raven, <laughs> calls a fair catch, just casual with this. Very casual. I loved how casual he was. Looks sweet. If he's just snagging fair catches, like swagging out fair catches, awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So he, boom, it goes through, and the Ravens, like I just thought about somebody telling Miles, take chain off. We're back. We are back. And now, by the way, only nine yards. First goal. We only got nine yards to defend. Like, that is, I guess Chuck used to say, put the fire out. Put the Mm -hmm. fire out was the whole thing. But boy, if I'm dead or gassed, and then I got to send back out there on a penalty or something like that, I could see how people get very pissed on the defensive side of the ball, AJ. Yeah, I would love to see one time. What if Miles just throws his helmet on and runs out there with the chain on? No. Hey, the the ref's got to stop him somehow. He already tucks it in. Uh, let's go some more interesting stats from Hembo. Mac has two game-winning drives in three seasons. Hell yeah. Mac Jones' average completion this season has traveled 4.3 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. That's good for 32nd in the NFL. Okay. Watch, higher, higher than I thought. 
What, yeah, I, I would assume it would be behind a line of scrimmage. <laughs> this team stinks, dude. AJ. That's the worst throw I've ever seen. Well, ever. It's, I understand. We're kind of piling on here, but um, short watching them 9.30 a.m., I don't know, Kenny Pickett's probably sent a couple out there. Whoa, that stinks sometimes. Zappy. Yeah, one. Zappy threw one at that fake yeah, spike. That, Backup like, quarterback brought in. What a fake. Minutes <laughs> I thought it was a touchdown. I thought it was going for six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he threw that one very, that fake? Yeah. Yeah. very Bro, casually. Absolutely. Shout out to the Germans, by the way. You know, not only singing throughout that entire thing and keeping the energy and chugging booze and getting much more lit as the game went on. Yep. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, audio-wise, could hear they were getting a little bit looser towards the end. It was a great experience. We hope there's more games in Germany. Three in London, two in Germany. That ends the international series. Awesome stuff. Shout out to them for all showing up. Colts get a big time win. But watching that Patriots team, AJ, I don't know how much of that game you got to watch. 9.30 starts tough. I don't love it. I'm going to be honest. I do not love it. A lot of this. A lot of that. A lot of that. Buddy, they're terrible. It is so. Now, the Colts, (laughs) big time win. Let's not. Huge win. Huge win. We are not going to undersell it. Watching that Patriots team was tough. It was really tough to watch that game. 9.30 a.m. too. It was it was very, very difficult. I watched just because it like almost got to the point of the Broncos Colts did last year where it's like, wow, this game sucks. Something has to happen. And it just, for the Patriots, never felt like it was ever going to happen. You know what I mean? Like never felt yeah. like it was ever going to happen. And it's crazy to think that this is where we are with this Patriots team, AJ. It's it's scary, yeah. And I all I was thinking was, man, this can be a terrible flight home. They're so far away. Oh, like, you're going to walk around. You're going to try to keep your eyes down. Don't look at any coaches up front. You don't want them calling you up there with their iPad. Hey, so uh, come here. Let's just rewatch this second half together or something. Like, that's your nightmare right there. Yeah, eight hours. Could do that with every player 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Germany's far. Long ride. Far. Mm-hmm. You were born far. there. Yep. Frankfurt. Patriots stink as bad as I'm saying it. Did you watch that entire game? It was so tough to watch. That was that was some bad ball. Bad. Bad, bad, bad football. As bad as it is, hey, that Colts playing right home. Good times. Probably awesome. But uh, yeah, that was some, that was some bad ball to watch. But when you Colts five and five, you know. A lot of ball left. Don't look down. Ball, Don't look down. What the Patriots do? Huh? What are the Patriots gonna do? Like what's gonna happen? Well, they keep talking like reality is they're gonna get rid of Bill. Like Diana Rossini said, sources she has around the building have told her that everybody is kind of under the assumption that there'll be a mutual parting of ways, I think is how she worded it all between the Patriots and Bill Belichick. And then allegedly Bill Belichick leaked the information about his contract a couple uh, months or weeks back. Sure. Like, well, if I leave, they owe me a lot of money. For so sure. Just a little reminder to the crafts that this happens. And then Lombardi, who's very close to the situation, knows a lot of people involved. He's acting like there's a chance that Bill could be coaching somewhere else. So it's like, that's a wild, that's a wild turn of events here in the middle of a team that we just, you know, he's the GM and the head coach for all these years. Oh, it's yeah. like the same thing. And now he's like, well, I'm not done. And it's it's why it's a crazy situation, AJ, that I never thought yeah. I would see, honestly. Yeah, me either. We knew there's there's gonna be a time when Bill Belichick is not the coach of the Patriots, but I feel like we all thought we had a lot of time left before we saw that. Yeah, and I don't think you ever think about, like, the last couple of days. You know what I mean? You always yeah, think about, like, sure. oh, Bill's going to Bill's gonna die on the sidelines up there in Patriots. And yeah. then you think about it, it's like, I guess ownership says, he's not dying on our sideline. No. You know, because we're trying to win the game that he dies upon. And that's not happening here at all. Robert Kraft said yesterday in his interview, he said, we're 2-7. We're and seven. I've never been 2-7. Nope. That's literally what he said. And I'm like... Oh, okay. So there is a little bit of uh, what the hell do we got going on here. Con man, I feel like you guys, 
I feel like you guys are in the middle of a massive, okay, we're going to move on. What does that look like? Who has the gut sack sure. to go into New England after Bill Belichick? Every single decision you make is going to be judged to what Bill Belichick would have done on his best day. Yes. Every single game, you, you're going to be expected to win. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to win. Numer That's a tough gig. However they decide to do this, I don't see how it works out, but I'm pumped for whoever it is. Yeah, for sure. And, like, the team it definitely isn't good. The defense is great. Like, the defense is good. We're still playing well, and we're missing our two best players on defense. That side of the football is fine. It's a quarterback problem. It's an offensive line problem. It's a weapons problem. The entire offense, there's nothing that we do well. And Ramondre Stevenson, for whatever reason, him and, you know, Zeke have kind of been the bright spots. But saying that is kind of saying, you know, there's only a little bit of shit instead of a ton of shit. It, it, it's not good at all. But I, I, you mentioned, you know, no one really saw this coming. I think going into the year, when we looked at the Patriots schedule, there was a massive chance that this is where we were. Like we had the hardest or the third hardest schedule in the NFL, so it was a big, like, if Mac is good, then we have a chance to go to the playoffs. But no one thought that we'd be, you know, 2-8. and eight. I Beat Buffalo, which I guess is wild now lo looking at it. But, yeah, hopefully you hold on to Bill. I would like to. I doubt there's many people outside of the building who want to come in. That's why the thought is just hire Mayo. He's been there, and at least he knows something about what the team can do. So then Bill's going to go coach somewhere else, and Bill's tree is going to still coach in New England? Well, I mean – Bill's tree, we've talked about this, like those guys going places and acting like huge pricks. I would hope that Mayo is kind of kind of new guard of that situation. Got but it. with Bill O'Brien, you can kind of keep him there. Him on with Mac is clearly You done. don't think he's going? Bill O'Brien. No, I assume anybody under contract, we're not just gonna fire all of them. Really? Especially I assume they clean house if they do. Like, yeah. Bill I, You don't think Bill O'Brien's going with Bill Belichick if Bill Belichick goes somewhere else? Uh, maybe. Maybe he does. I mean, that's like kind of the split thing, right? Is that we shit on Bill for all these things, the draft, him without Brady. And then at the same time, we're also saying, no, this guy can come in and change your building. So I, there's a lot of people saying that he'll change the building. And they were saying that, you know, he's not great on his own. But then those same people, like there's a lot of contradiction right now with Bill Belichick, yeah. which, which, you know, makes sense, I guess, because the waters are so muddy. But I really don't know. This it, is the Packers with Aaron Rodgers at the end thing. Yeah. That's yeah. what's happening here. That's what happened. That's what's exactly. That's, what kind of that's why I want to keep them. Everybody's just kind of sick of the shit of the other side. Uh -huh. yeah. Exactly. But other people are like, "Yo, that ain't shit. That's uh, that's actually a gold mine. Yeah, we love that." They had a parade for Aaron when he went to New York. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, at numerous places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, come to Madison Square Garden. It's Aaron Rodgers tonight. He's here for the Rangers. He's here for the Knicks. Oh, come to Book of Mormon play. Yep. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is actually going to be Brother Aaron the lead. <laughs> yeah. It was like that every everywhere he was. And it's like, that was not the vibe in Green Bay that we were seeing. We might not, I assume it wasn't 100% of the people, but it did get to that point where Aaron's um, kind of, I don't want to say greatness, but that was what he's being judged against almost. And it's like now Bill is being judged against good Bill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, where Bill is now, is there somebody else that's going to come in, you think, and get you back to good Bill? Or are you going to be chasing the dragon always? We shall see. We we shall see at both sides. There's always, like, you guys saw Aaron and Bill, and, like, there's, no matter how good it is, there's always a point where there's going to be some sort of drop-off, and the fan base is going to get tired of whoever it is, and whoever's there is going to get tired of like the For sure. Like, we, we remember Seven's good times, but there was a, a period where we were ready for for him to go too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's fandom. I think yeah. that's yeah. relationships as a whole. Yeah. On that note, Pat, remember like the Cowboys had that great dynasty under Tom Landry for so long, and then he kind of 
faded out and the game kind of passed by. Jerry Jones takes over the team. They hire Jimmy Johnson. He's the next coach after Tom Landry, and they stink for like a year, but then they become the early Cowboys dynasty in the 90s. Same thing with Steelers. They had Chuck Knoll forever through the 80s. He kind of stunk towards the end. Cower comes in, kind of reinvents mm. things. In. So the dynasties, you said, have had the ability to find the next one. Better I'm not than saying most. it's easy, but it has been done. Yeah, because it's like 27 of the 32 teams have certainly stumbled into, oh, shit, we, should not, <laughs> yeah. we did not hire the right head coach. But it's that's a tough thing to get they right. Usually, yeah, they usually get the quarterback right too. Yeah, you know, whether it's well, Big yep, Ben, sure. or Bradshaw, or you know Walsh with Montana and Young, like usually that's taken care of. But when Bill does move on, inevitably teams will be lined up. Oh, These yeah. owners will be lined up to get him in there, even if they don't necessarily win a Super Bowl. Do those things. Like when you go around the league, like everywhere you go, people want to know well, what's 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 going on in there. Like, give me some of that Patriot sauce. Like, what's the Patriot? What's this? What's that? So sure. these owners will be super intrigued by just being able to have him in the building and put his stamp on things. Last stat here from Hembo: ESPN has the Patriots as the worst offensive line and pass protection of the last four seasons yep. at a forty-four percent win rate. Now, what does that mean? Who knows? Ooh. AQ Shipley hates that I even said that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just hates that I even said that because who knows who's doing what job right or wrong but nonetheless there's a stat that they have found that they've judged against the other 31 teams with the same exact kind of judgment and the Patriots are the worst (laughs) so is it Mac Jones is it the protection is it the offense is it everything yeah it's so many questions they gotta restart gotta restart don't you think the caveat too though like with the Patriots right now is like if Bill does not coach coach the Patriots next year and let's say he goes to the Chargers or, or whatever and then they win a Super Bowl like Kraft saw Brady leave the Patriots win a Super Bowl like I don't know if he could ever live with himself if he <laughs> saw that would be awesome he'll leave and win a Super Bowl as well. so Jim Irsay saw Peyton yeah same yeah. deal go to Denver right. and win a Super Bowl I would assume that every thought he has going forward will be like brother I'm not we will wait two or three more extra years if we have to mm-hmm. uh, before that whole thing took place. Let's go to some overreaction. Sure. Do you have? You want to wrap it up? Uh, yeah. You mentioned Bill being compared to Good Bill. Bill is only compared to Brady. That that is it. It's not Bill and you know Bill during the dynasty. Oh, it's Bill Brady. It's, it's Bill and Tom. Yeah, he, he doesn't get any compare. The only thing is Brady with Bill and Bill without him. He doesn't get any of that. Like, oh, he was a great coach during the Brady era. That that's. That narrative's out the window. People don't think he is a good coach, like bar none, which is crazy to me, obviously. Yeah, awesome. But people really feel that, that he is not a good coach. Well, Tom certainly helps. Absolutely. Yep. You know, having yeah. Just like Mahomes helps Andy Reid. But Tom's yeah. not changing his kids' oil and stuff like that 7 a.m. in the morning in a nice beach town somewhere. That's right. Tarps yeah. off. And he ain't laying pipe like Bill either. Well, in, in the ground. We don't know that. In, in the ground. like He, he helps construction. Community. We don't know. Tom, Tom Brady, we do know. You don't know. He doesn't have enough time to do that. Tom Brady could lay pipe all over the yard mm-hmm. if he had to. If he had to. I don't think he is. Bill didn't go to high school. He went to the... the Vocational. Board. Yeah, thank you. Vocational school. For, Trade school. For pipe laying. <laughs> and let me When'd tell you... you guys come up with this? He was top Feels like this is a little bit of a... He showed up in the mornings, but then he did go to the vocational, you know... I got a lot playing. of people that have talked to uh, to me. I assume you guys as well in your private conversations with people, saying they're really thankful we covered that ring video. Yeah, you know, because if not, yeah. then who? Bingo. You know? Journalism. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Has anyone asked him about it yet? Like, is any any uh, is Tommy Kern going to ask him? Yeah, he did. And Bill said, "Yeah." So I had an orgy. 
So what? <laughs> that is, no, we don't know if that's what happened. We a, we no. believe it. Barrel a, chest. Uh, that must have been Jeez. an AI video. Yeah, just an absolute beast, dude. <laughs> Look at his lats when he turns around. His lats are not messing around. He can fly away. Momoa is shaking in his boots. Agreed. Whoa. Agreed. Yeah, obviously. So, but that could have been anything. Everybody's just automatically assuming what Connor's assuming because yeah. Connor would like to think that way about his hero, Bill Belichick. That's how he views it. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a chance there was a make wish event in there. Yeah, so could true. have been a kid's uh, <laughs> Belichick boys trip. Exactly. They could yeah. have just got done yeah. going fishing. He had to go out the other side. Why are you being so uh, quiet? Well, one of the boys was sleeping in that room. He yeah. had to get his keys to his car so I could go get him another pillow so he could sleep sounder. Yeah. That might have been what Bill Belichick was Makes doing. That's certainly possible. Going and getting the boys egg McMuffins. Nice little treat when you wake so up. So good. Oh. Canadian ham which is just uh, what is why why what Canadian bacon which is just ham why do you guys do that in back Canada? bacon huh back bacon why are you talking about Bill I'm talking about egg McMuffin yeah that's back what it is pig. Canadian bacon is just back bacon so good dude mm-hmm. egg McMuffin what's is American bacon front, home run. front oh, bacon good. just regular bacon yeah gut bacon gut mm-hmm. bacon Matt America he's Matthew sidelines America yeah yeah what if hey, he what kind of make a wish? I'm sorry. What kind of make a wish <laughs> would have Bill shirtless inside that was the exactly. house? You're right. It could have been any philanthropical event. Though. It was, didn't it, have to just be make a wish. Maybe, maybe they were benching. Maybe it was a make a wish. Yeah. Like, hey, we want to bench with Bill, and he was like, you know what, guys, I don't Not feel good unless my shirt's off. I'm, when I go over 405, I take my shirt off. So here we go. Yeah, it could have been benching, squatting. We've seen him squat before. Yeah. Yes, could have been a dream. Maybe they make-a-wish. were measuring body fat with his neighbors, like hot, AJ does. Hot, yeah, the make a wish could have been like, hey, I want to suck Bill's dong. How do we know that wasn't one of the make a wish? It's usually for kids, right? Yeah, it's for everybody who has cancer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It is. It's not just, not a kid, just but a lot kids. of people think it is. So maybe. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. You probably have gotten guy. a lot of requests for that. I right? mean, every single segment that you guys have seen on you know ESPN that is Make-A-Wish as a kid for sure. But yeah, other people have cancer, guys. The adults get wishes too. We agree. It's true. Make-A-Wish grants wishes nope. to individuals to meet two preliminary criteria. Children Those who are old requirements. Of three and under. <laughs> Those are old. And two who have been diagnosed with a critical illness. Nope. Oh, yeah. Boom. And two. There it is. Maybe he had a match with John Cena in that living room. Terminal illness. Are you telling me if you're on your deathbed, you're not thinking like, oh, boy, there's one thing that I wish I could see? Me personally, no, but there is a lot of things that could have happened. There is a lot of things that could have happened in there. We don't like that everybody just assumed the absolute worst. The worst thing about it all is that somebody let that video out. That's despicable. And I'm not happy about it, AJ. Agreed. Uh, that's the that honestly is the worst part of all of this. Like why they've had it too since the summer probably. What why put it out now and why put it out ever? I don't like it. They hate the Patriots, obviously. Well, we got to cover Naturally. it. It happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been Bill and this person could have had a really good relationship, and then he's been so pissed lately he stopped calling him, and now they decided to release the video. Oh, you think it's a little? Uh, oh, oh, is that right? You think it's one of those? Oh, you want to ignore my phone calls because you're playing bad football and you got the Colts this weekend? Okay. Oh my God. No, it could have been. Oh boy. Don't know if you should say this, Steve Belichick. What <laughs> if? What if the only thing that Steve Belichick is thinking? Hey, know what my dad would do if I wanted his job? He'd probably release a video of his father, Steve Belichick, which also happens to be his son's name, yeah. Steve Belichick. And Steve Belichick releases a video because he wants the throne. Yes. And Bill gets it because Bill's like, hey, it's football. It's not yep. personal. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> and then they give Steve. Okay. They give Steve the head cap. He's never been more proud. 
And yeah, bingo. God damn it, my son's a man. And Bill's going to do like a <laughs> NFL Films thing where he's going to be like, when did you know Steve was ready to be a head coach? You know that ring video? Mm-hmm. What did he do the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. It's like Kendall Roy and Logan Roy. Bingo. Yeah. What would he have done? Holy shit. Wow. Figured it out. It's a session. Yeah. Yeah. To a yeah. I don't know if you should wish death upon Bill, but... I don't wish death don't upon Bill. Don't get on Bill. any pri- private planes. That's right. Oh, like Logan. Yeah. True. Don't wish that at all. No, I didn't finish succession. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, we'll catch up. All right. Whose fault is that's that? That's not that's, our fault. Yeah, dude. No, 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 Whose fucking fault, fault is that? That's not our fault. That's what we talked about for 10 weeks this right. offseason, D-Butt. Yeah, how are we Man. supposed to know you haven't even watched Mighty Ducks, D-Butt? Gee, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know. Dick. Damn. Okay, I like that. I like you want to hear the spoilers about Mighty Ducks? <laughs> yeah. How about, I don't care about, so how about what, Cool Runnings? Have you seen Cool Runnings? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, good. It's great. Class. I just watched it's it the other class. week. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. John Candy. Rest in peace, John Candy. Hey, did you, you can watch things right now or no? Uh, no, not so much, but I, I said a couple of weeks back. Oh, oh they'll no. read. Uh, <laughs> you should try to. <laughs> you should have something read to you, uh, you know, because so, yeah. you can't use your eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Maybe sure. read a couple books. Yeah. This one. I read 10 books with one eye. Just have them read to you the entire time. That would be not yeah. a bad play. It's an audiobook. Yeah. I listen to audiobooks. How many? Uh, I mean, I, fin- I just finished the old one on Sam Bankman Freed. That was a good one. Okay. Right. So, so you do this. Up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I use a 1.25. That's how I listen. Uh, Not too. too fast. I'm a 1.5 guy. So you guys are listening to books on her? Podcast, but 1.2. They just added it to no, Spotify. No, podcast, I listen to normal speed, but books, I go 1.25. Great for long trips. Really? Mm-hmm. If it's a good book, you got to really search and find good ones. I mean, I bought a lot of stinkers, but then I bought some good ones. Hey, every once in a while, you got to slay a few dragons before you get to the princess. Amen. What was the Sam Bankman Freed one? That's why you were dropping in random. Remember, in the middle of the show, you'd be like, well, I don't know what's going on down in Bahamas or whatever. It's because he's on Chapter 7. <laughs> yeah. He's in the middle of that entire thing. That's yep. where it was taking place. We should have known that. How long is that book? Uh, I mean, I don't know how many pages I listened to it, but it was it was solid. The how one dude, time? is it Walter Isaacson? Ty, what's the name? How many hours? Yeah, Walter Isaacson, yeah. It's like seven or something hours at the speed I listened to, I believe. But um, I don't know. Yeah, the guy went in and like, this dude went in and actually was around Sam towards the end during all this stuff. Like, it's a whole, it's crazy what happened. 205 pages is the book, seven hours, I oh, guess, uh, listening time. That's I mean, that's about 205 pages more than I will open, but maybe audiobook thing, though. Yeah. yeah. I might get into that. Yeah. Oh, it depends on how much you drive. I drive a lot, so when I'm yeah, home. Me too. What book? What's the last book you listened to? Uh, Bill Belichick's favorite book, Art of War. Sun's oh, Shinju. Rest in peace. Yeah. What'd you learn? Oh, what did I learn? Did Sun Tzu read it? I think so. I yeah, it's a um a, mo- a little modernized up until the times, but just uh, oh, so you didn't actually uh, read uh, it's our their war. version. Okay, yeah. you read the new like art learned. of war. B, yeah. where that's you're their interpretation yeah. of the art of war Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Don't people view the art of war? Oh yeah, as like business life Bible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not religious. Art of war performed no. by but kind of Aiden. Let's see where we're at right now. O'Connell. Talk about terrain. We are unaware that the enemy is not open to attack. We have gone only halfway to pretty victory. fast. If we know that the enemy is open to attack, so you're just driving down the street listening. To <laughs> yeah, who? What, dude? One point, that's one point two. Yeah, who's? I do that. Reading that, Littlefinger. Aiden. Yeah, it does. So you guys stop at a red light. You stop at a red light. Windows are just down. Playing. Somebody's next to you. What's the? Like, it's time to attack. Yeah. Is everything okay? Everybody Great do? song. Is everything all right? What? Oh, what is the? This guy's name. What do you mean? Aiden Gillen. Yeah, that is Littlefinger. 
Is there really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it sounds just like him, Diva. Yeah. I mean, sped up, so I don't take that as his voice. Game of Thrones villain. That's who this guy is. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a great reading voice. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. Little Finger? Yeah. Little mm-hmm. Finger. Yeah. Also the city councilman in The Wire. Sure. Pat, there's an Elon book I listened to. It's very long, but the dude was like embedded with him for a couple of years. I know you won't embedded listen to it, him? but it is, it's interesting to see... What, how Elon, like, yeah, he's an innovator and always trying to come up with new, like, you know, it made me think, like, man, yeah, like how hard driving he was. It was just crazy to see. Like, it really was his, how he does things. Okay. Can't wait to hear it. I'm going to, I'm going to dive into that. I am also, I mean, it's a new me. I'm listening to audiobooks now. Here we go. I'm pretty proud of this. Mm-hmm. So on the drive home, I'm, I'm going to start. What's your first one going to be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? What's your bears? first one going to be? Uh, Shinzu. Uh, Britney Spears. Uh, oh, that one might be interesting, actually. Yeah, so listen to the job thing, but Rich Paul, look at me. I read this, so oh, yeah. hard. those books oh, don't go up way. there. I read that the, one in my own voice in my own head. The latest mm-hmm. Jack Carbo. There it is. He's writing again, right? He's back yeah. in there. Yep. Yeah, he is in the lab. It's down here to your Jack Carr is by little right here. little Stein. Oh yeah, you're boom. Only the dead. Oh, so yeah. all those things are audiobooks. Their authors don't read them. Obviously, Sun Tzu, Shinzu is going no, to be No, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Jack sometimes Carr. the author reads him. I, I believe, like when the author reads him. I believe Jack Carr uh, does his. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I bet Lombo does his own. Yeah. He's, he's a speaker. I don't well, know. the boss might do that one. Yeah. Number one audio book currently, Britney Spears's. Oh, yeah. Wow. If you want to dive in. Well, When's pe- the book club starting with Aaron? What's that all about? People love right. yeah, what's pushing happening? it back and pushing See, it yeah. back. I don't know. Can't wait. Uh, we heard mid-December last night uh, from Ooh. Heather... McMahon. There it is. Melissa Stark. Melissa Stark. Heather McMahon was on College Game Day. Right. Hey, did good. Mm-hmm. Did good. Talked a little shit. Yeah, it was Not good. an easy spot. Raining. Yeah. She did her She did her Heather McMahon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Met her husband. He's a big-time uh, football fan. Sweet. He said hello. They were very kind. Melissa Stark, though, who's been on TV 20 years, I do believe. She was riding roller coasters last night. I do believe. Yeah, they had her front row. Happy birthday, by the way, Melissa. Yeah. She said uh, that Aaron told her, according to uh, him, that he's coming back mid-December. That would oh. be in about a month or so. That would be something that Greeny had been eyeing since the beginning of this injury and since the beginning of the speculation that he can make it back this season. No throwing before the game last night, AJ. No throwing by Aaron Rodgers before the game. Yeah, what was that about? I haven't spoke with him. He didn't have like a setback, did he? He also tapped that guy on the shoulder who was wearing his jersey in Vegas yep. and said, hey, nice jersey, took a picture with him. That guy would then go on to further tweet that he was speed walking. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, so he's been moving pretty efficiently. He's got those big old shoes on still. He looks like he has a little bit of a... A little bit of a, a, a delay, mm-hmm. on the, but he's still moving pretty good. Mm-hmm. Two months removed from surgery. He's eye in the middle of December. That would be a big deal. Yeah, I, I think I saw him throw it last night. No, oh, really? So. The report was that uh, on the way from L.A. to Vegas, he stopped at Joshua Tree, and the Moon Rocks told him <laughs> he shouldn't throw last night, so he didn't. <laughs> Who? Okay. Aaron. There we have it. That makes sense. We don't throw know. Ticker. We don't know if the universe said that. Moon rocks. A little far-fetched. Did he charge him? If they were charged He had to charge him. He went there to charge him. He didn't. I don't think he got any info. He was. He had to. He set him there to charge. He's going to pick him up. When was the last full moon? That's that's what we got to. About a month ago, because we're getting close to another one. All right. So we'll ask him about tomorrow if he was charging up the moon rocks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, why didn't he throw? What's that all about? Yeah. Kind of weird. Maybe. They also reported he's been on a treadmill that takes away 50% of his weight that he's been on. Did you hear that? 
Mm. I don't know about that. He, he, that's oh, what he right. mentions, right? When he talks about percentages of weight when he's walking on the treadmill or whatever. I guess. Is that the water ones or the ones where they put them in like zero a G. diaper? I think it's like the zero G they call it. So you, they're almost zippered in and then they can change the amount of weight that you know, I oh, guess yeah. you're putting on yourself. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. What's he saying here? Woody and Mark and Aaron. Okay, hey, boys. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you, Aaron. Good to see you, man. How's that Achilles? Coming back real quick, huh? Yeah, it's coming back good. Oh, that's good to see you. Oh, Get it. Yes. 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 Hey, hey, Woody, good to see you, dude. What's that, pal? Were those stonewashed jeans he was wearing or white pants? I think they were white pants, but if they were stonewashed jeans, shout out to Mark Davis. No, I think they're white. He's all. Always- uh, I don't know. Because yeah. the ones next to him are white. That guy's blocking him right now, but you can kind of see Woody's. They they had a close up of Mark Davis laughing last night while watching the game, and I just thought to myself, "Who has it better, Mark Davis?" I don't nobody. nobody. <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't know. Can't wait to chat with Aaron though. A lot of news. He's on treadmill. He's back middle of December. He's obviously going to be at the Achilles factory. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to chat about it. Hell yeah. Speaking of, I wonder how the Jets fans are. To get a little bit of a taste of how all these fans are around the NFL, there's only one segment that we do each week that makes us all absolutely laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... Hashtag, I don't want to overreact. But... Obviously, uh, put out a bird call tweet in the morning on Mondays of the NFL season saying, hey, listen, let it out. You know, utilize this tweet as a therapy session. You will not be judged. No, no, you will be celebrated. Ty went through the entire thing. That ended up being, uh, I think, trending at number two. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Shout out. Thank you all so much for participating. We fucking love this. Ty, how many do we pick today? Uh, I have at least like 15, but I ordered them from like really good ones to ones that are still pretty decent. But, you know, there, there's some, it's top heavy. There's some very good ones at the top. Cannot wait to dive in. Let's get started. This is for Forever Cincy at Forever Cincy. Hashtag I don't want to overreact, but the Bengals season's over and they wasted a crucial year in the Joe Burrow window. The team needs to evaluate the front office, coaching staff, and figure this shit out before wasting the career of a generational talent. What's this all about? AJ's came out of nowhere here. No, I think I think this is uh, these are few and far between. Cincy fans that feel this, uh, you, get, you can't say they're you can't say that they've uh, they're they're gone or they're, they have no chance. With it. it was a battle, it was a shootout. They didn't come up winners. Hey, the ball doesn't bounce your your way sometimes. What were they saying at home against a rookie quarterback? That's what everybody was saying in Cincy. Yeah, a lot of people, and for whatever reason, whenever the Bengals lose, it seems like people kind of just aim at Zach Taylor and say this guy fucking sucks. Whoa. Let's get him out of town. I don't know what it is, but. Anytime they lose, a lot of, why isn't Lou Anarumo the head coach? Wow. A lot of those, yeah. Easy come, easy go for Zach Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. Easy come, easy go. Uh, Just have an update on a news story we were just talking about. I'm being told from somebody pretty close to the situation, those were stonewashed jeans on Mark. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Gorgeous. Yes. (laughs) Kind of reinforces your point. Yeah. Who has it better? <laughs> nobody. Nobody, nobody at yeah. all has it better than Mark Davis. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our next overreaction, shall we? This one's from Juan at Latino Lightning. Hey, this guy fucking brings it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder in the lightning. He's like, that's oh, me. Yeah. Yep. Oh. That's what he says. He says, oh, well, you're singing about something else. When he hit the lightning part, that's motherfucking Juan. Hashtag I don't want to overreact. But, but the Chargers need Bill Belichick more than they need air. Bill's time with New England's over, and he's the only thing that could save this trash of a franchise. Also, Brandon Staley needs to be shipped to the moon for ruining years of Herbert's career. D-Bot, you're a big-time Chargers fan. What do you think about Juan's thoughts? I mean, that 
that's the most logical move I feel like for Belichick, having a quarterback already in place. Quarterback that over the first four seasons of his career has thrown for more yards than any other quarterback in history. So you can't look at the team and say, Ooh. hey, this is this guy's problem. It's obviously the things around him. Get more out of your defense. Get more. You got a lot of pretty good players on that team. You got a lot, more ton. A lot of very good players. People of the last two overreactions, people do not like when you have a franchise quarterback and you lose games. Yeah, you disrespecting this guy. Yeah. You're ruining it. Mm-hmm. You bit. ruined it. It's hard to get a quarterback. We got one. You ruined it. That's what people are saying. Pretty much. And I mean, the Staley thing, it's been from week one. A lot of people photoshopping Staley as like a Walmart greeter this morning, which was pretty funny. But, you know. <laughs> pretty comical. Yeah, pretty funny. I got a, a good chuckle of, of that. But a lot of people basically just saying like, hey, this guy's a defensive guru and our defense fucking sucks and gives up like 40 plus points every game. So. What the hell's going on here? Let's go to our next overreaction. Juan, sounds like a lot of people are thinking the way you're thinking. This one's from Ryan Janney. At Janney's having fun. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yeah. What are you asking questions for? Janney's having fun. Mm-hmm. Classic Rye. What are you using on Twitter? Well, just having fun. I'm Ryan Janney. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact. But Baltimore blowing another big lead, second half lead, a big second half lead, losing another starter in Marlon Humphrey. And Ronnie Stanley's contract robbery is compared with Jamarcus Russell's. Are the Ravens really contenders at this point? Tone Diggs, the AFC North, Ravens fans turning? Is that what this sounds like? Uh, On themselves, it seems like. But I I still think they are contenders. Marlon Humphrey, I I think they got good news today. It's just a calf strain. It's not an ACL. You know, Odell Odell looked uh, good yesterday. The rookie running back who went off last week I Keaton Mitchell Keaton Mitchell. Mitchell had another awesome run yesterday mm-hmm. like they looked good if you, if you just don't turn the ball over late you're going to be fine which we assume they will be able to do going forward in the big time games right Lamar will be able to will them some wins Can right find Major? out right away I feel like yeah it, Lamar the, the stage is never too big for Lamar so yeah I feel good about it he's short week yeah yeah finally big. got a good one Thursday against the Bengals Ravens, Bengals, both teams need one. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. The narrative on Friday should be electrifying as we're live at James Madison. Hell yeah. Huh? Hell yeah. Hills of Virginia, I believe. Yeah. Pumped. Can't wait. Gorgeous area. I was trying to figure out where it was. I uh, I looked it up. Looks like it is a beautiful area. Yeah, no, it is. The facilities they have, too, I believe are pretty new. I'm sure we won't be overreacting to that ravens Bengals game. No. no. I'm sure we won't do that at all. All right, let's go to another overreaction, shall we? This one's from Jewsman at... Jeez. Yeah, a lot of just kind of. Triple six is there mm-hmm. in his name. At least he shaved him. Oh, he's the devil? I don't know. So I'm wondering. Hashtag, I don't want to react. But someone might want to call Guinness Book of World Records to see if MCDC has the biggest pair on the planet. Obviously got a wheelbarrow for those things. Fourth and two. Minute 40 left in field goal range. Tie ball game. Says we're going for it. We're not kicking the field goal here. Even though we could and take the lead. Less than two minutes left in a football game in the NFL. He goes for it and says, we're trying to win this game, man. We can't give Herbert the ball back. Jared Goff and Laporta pick it up. They would go on to win that game. And all of a sudden, whenever you're thinking about what head coach could lead your team, you have to think to yourself, can it be as authentic, transparent, and lead the way MCDC has? Mm. That brand new Lions team is a whole new narrative. It's a whole new story. They go for it on that fourth and two, and it's like, yep. Right call. Oh, yeah. Going to pick it up. 100%. Back in the day, that's a pick six probably going back the other way. (laughs) Every time. Congrats, MCDC, doing his thing, AJ. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's awesome when it works, isn't it? If it doesn't work, then I love how people overreact. Mm-hmm. People overreact both ways, but I think it's always awesome to be aggressive, and I never usually kill coaches when they're aggressive in moments like this, yeah. especially it's the Lions, and they are, like you said, they are. it is much different around there than it was before. 
So they could drop a game and have a, bad, a, a call like this that if something doesn't go their way and still drop a game and it'd still be fine. But, man, it's awesome when it works. Exactly. He's consistently aggressive. I think we go for it on fourth down more than any other team. So, like, last night we won a game because of it. I assume at some point we will lose a game because of it, but I'm okay with it as long as he's consistent. Wow, I'll tell you what, Frank Reich, his first year in Indianapolis, oh, yeah. was going oh, yeah. for it on fourth down. It was working. Yep. And then every year except for that one. Did not. Got real old. <laughs> and boy, it yeah. sucked. Yeah. It's kind of like Brandon Staley. But as long as you got it, if you're on a heater, keep going. And uh, Lions are on a heater right now. Does the defensive side of the ball look at that uh, sideways at all? Like, hey, Cone, I was gonna say that, does that Cone. mean you're not, that, that you don't trust us? Or how does the defense oh. look at that when they could kick the field goal and, and put us out there to close the game, potentially? Like like Foxy so, says, as long as you're consistent, we know that's who you are. Just like Staley and shit. If it works, you look like a genius. And Staley came out early, like, look, ten Herbert. That's the that's the best player on the team. If you put it in his hands, I think that Raiders game they went for like maybe four or five times on fourth down. He got it. So oh, if yeah. it works, it works. As a defense, shit, that's what the coach is doing. You get out there and you do your job. If you gotta, you yeah, know, you AJ, gotta, you're about to say something there. Whenever uh, Diggs turned that into a. Uh, he said, so is the coach saying he doesn't trust you guys? You said, oh, I, I thought you were going a different way with that. What, no, what? I was. Yeah, I wasn't taking it as your own defense. Like, say, I was taking it. Uh, if I'm if I'm on a defense, I'm, I know I'm playing a team that goes for it a lot on fourth down. I want to know what D-Butt thought because I know, at least for me, if that's the case, it kind of sucks as a defense. Yeah. You know, we got to stop these dudes four times. Like, usually, you know, you make a big stop on third down, you're throwing your fist up, you're running <laughs> off the field, or you're getting punt safe on there, and you're staying on. Now – I don't, now, I mean, yeah. it's a whole other deal now. When you know, like, they're going to consistently probably go for it on fourth, I think it changes up the mindset a little bit defensively. Definitely changes the mindset and different level of, uh, I don't want to call it maybe anxiety or stress or whatever, but it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you have that extra down. Even like a couple of weeks last week when CJ Stroud didn't have a kicker. So, you know, hey, there's no getting to stop throwing that fist up. They're kicking it. You know, they're going for it fourth and five. They're going for two every time. I used to hate guarding two point plays as well. So, yeah, that definitely adds another element to the defense. For sure. You look super cool. And also, AJ, while you're giving that answer, I thought to myself, it's a cool look out of you. Maybe yeah, you're a yeah. sunglass guy. I like it. Bro, I don't know if I'm going to be able to look in the sun ever again. So, yeah, who knows? I, mean, I might be Jim McMahon from here on out. Oh, sick. Is Lucky a vampire, too? Not, not able to go. In uh, daylight, only operate at nighttime. Oh, oh no, I can't. You know, just nighthawk. Is the cigar smoke getting in there? Is that good for it? Yeah, you've been smoking. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to lie. Some of it snuck underneath this, and it was been. There's been a few moments (laughs) during this where it's been burning like hell. Oh, I thought about no. Yeah, Yeah, I could see how that could happen. I've been trying to squeeze this thing down, get it tighter to my face, so the smoke doesn't creep in there. Smart, smart. Keep that thing on the left hand, far away from it. Well, well, it's, you can't escape it. <laughs> there That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Act casual, too, while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're on TV. Let's go to another overreaction. Oh, this one's no. from Joe Mart. Oh, you got this. Oh, and he's gone. And he's gone. And he's gone. What happened? Where'd he go? Probably Blast went to. He blew that something. smoke straight to the left. <laughs> and then it's all she wrote. What a life, this guy. <laughs> Tough. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but no Jefferson, no problem, no Kirko, who cares? A QB who barely knows his teammates' names or the playbook, big deal. The Minnesota Vikings are legit Lombo contenders, and KOC is easily the coach of the year. The reigning kings of the NFC North are all the way back. Skull! AJ's back. Skull! 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 
AJ, your hands don't work? Jeez, we know your eye does it. Prick. Mm. Welcome I don't back. I want to knock my cords. I'm all plugged in. I can't really move. I love that the Vikings are where they are. And yeah. why the hell not to all of it? Seriously. Why yeah. the hell not to all of it, Ty Schmidt? Well, I mean, they, they were a couple weeks ago. You know, I, I was spewing my bullshit about, like, the Packers. Hey, they're still going to make the playoffs. You know, they're not so far behind the Lions. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll sneak in. I thought the Lions were just going to run away with the division. You look at the Vikings. I think they're, what, like a game and a half back? Mm-hmm. Like, it. Yeah. I mean, for while we were talking about the Vikings a month and a half ago, like it is, it is absolutely crazy. That's off to uh, B Flow. He's completely changed that. Team. Yeah, they're balling. Yeah. He looks so cool on the sideline too. He does that hat and everything. Great coordinator. Tough to do in one season too. Yeah, and you've seen it week by week just get better and better because you're coming in with a whole different identity. Did a bunch of uh, like week before, coming into this week did a bunch of drop eights. Wasn't blitzing blitzing as much. So um, like you said, hats off to B Flow for sure. All right, let's go. Last overreaction here from E and R at I resides. Where I resides? Hashtag I don't want to overreact. But Steelers are the worst six and three team in league history. I'm convinced Kenny is a bigger problem than Canada. Don't fire Canada. Fire Pickett. Dude refuses to throw the ball down the field and misses wide open receivers. Tone Diggs running picket out of time. Wrong Whoa. guy. Canada's getting chanted. Should be picket. First and foremost, I don't know if they're the worst six and three team of all time. The Steelers' eleven and zero team might have been worse than the six and three <laughs> team, <laughs> maybe. So we'll just put that out there. They haven't thrown a ball between the numbers in like six weeks. Like there's no balls down the middle of the field at all. It's either back shoulder to Pickens. And, or like maybe a hitch to Deontay on the outside. I don't. That is the most frustrating thing that I'm seeing from whether it's that's Kenny's decision, whether that's how the offense is designed, whatever it is. That's my issue. Um, I'm not out on Kenny. Yet. Yeah, let's not fire him. No, let's not fire Kenny Pickett. He's out of oh, pace. Good guy. Give him a break. What are we doing? Can't log into the computer that has the phones. Sorry about it. Honestly, just locked up. I am so sorry. That happens a lot. That's fate. I should have looked at that earlier, though, whenever I announced it and opened it earlier. That's on me. Hand up. Both hands up. That one's on me. Up, down, up, down, up, down. DJ Griff, College Game Day, killing it. Great work, Griff. He he killed it this week. They showed him this week, right? Yeah, they show him every week. They give him one little shot out of a a show. Mm -hmm. He started week three because one DJ quit. One didn't show up and then showed up and then said, what am I doing? They're like, you tell us, dude. <laughs> so then Griff gets his job. Kid from our high school, does weddings. It's like, I got a guy. I got a guy that can bring it. He's had a couple weeks where the crowd didn't seem to be as into music mm-hmm. as uh, yeah. others. DJ Griff from Plum? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And then he battles out there. And then I'll tell you what, he there's a couple weeks where he is fucking slaughtered. This week he did. I was incredibly proud of him. I looked over. He's got this little wig on his head. Yeah, sweet one. He's, always he's been up to 6 a.m. He's up at 6 a.m. playing, oh, Georgia! Mm-hmm. Yep. With his little, I mean, it's fucking bananas. I'm happy for him. Georgia was awesome. Those two old hags, though, telling me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That place. Told me I didn't, so I only had tank tops. I didn't know we were going to such an incredibly nice place. I only have my suit, and then I bring tank tops. So I need a heads up if I'm going to a nice spot beforehand so I can bring some with sleeves because I don't want to be the asshole that puts us in a weird spot when some restaurants say, got to do this whole mm-hmm. thing, and then it sucks. Well, he's supposed to. He's an asshole. That's how it is. So I always try to bring something this week. I did not. So I got gifted this Georgia pullover zipper-up thing 
that was awesome. And it was like, all right, I'll just wear this thing. I'll put the hood up too when I'm walking through mm-hmm. so nobody will even know it's me. I get in there. I try to go piss these two old hags. Man. You don't deserve to wear that Georgia Bulldog. Why don't you go on and get out of here? And then they let Damn. me know they're David Pollock fans sure. and this entire thing. And then one lady said, how come you never said anything good about Georgia? And I'm like, uh, lady, I assume you don't listen to much, if I had to guess. I assume your kids hate that you're their mom. Uh, But all I do is talk good about Georgia. And with that being said, aside from those two old hags, that place we're eating at, so good. So good. So good. The food was phenomenal. Delicious. The fans in the middle of that chilly rain, awesome. And then their team against Ole Miss played their best game. I mean, they are. Hey, Georgia's fucking awesome. That place was really cool down there in Athens. Legitimately enjoyed the hell out of it. And their team's a real deal right now. Yeah, and uh, in that line, thank God there was some kid that was like, "Uh, sorry, old lady. Uh, Actually, all he does is kind of back up Georgia. So I think this is more of a you problem than uh, It's fun. It's funny to watch in real life. Like old Watts, who hate me, and then Uh, young crew, like in real life happening right in front of me. I'm like, thank you, sir. And then also... Uh, that Uptown Chicken that we ate at that place maybe the best food that I've had. So good. Guy's name's Chris. He owns a restaurant. Mom's name, Yoshi, from Japan. Dog. She has all the recipes. She's the one. She came out, asked us how, if we like the food. I uh, Ohio, I've been to Japan. Mm-hmm. Domo regato, domo. I did the whole thing. We had a full moment. And then she's like, food? And we're like, hey, Yoshi, you killed this thing. <laughs> so took, good. Took a photo with her. Yep. It was, Athens was sweet. And someone dumped water all over Connor, yeah, which was, made the night. Yeah, that was great. Ridiculous. Some people. You sons Who? Just thin skin. You know, that's all. You think that was what it was? I think I, that's what <laughs> I, you I, do? I assessed it. I just, you know, I talked a bunch of trash about Georgia and just so happens not everybody could take it. I don't know if that's what it was. That's how it? I read it. So Connor was sitting next Where? to Kirk Herbstreet. Okay. Okay. Somebody, pretty prominent human, mm-hmm. was reaching over to shake Herbstreet's hand. Big guy. Big guy. Big. Son, very good at football. Okay. Actually had a touchdown. Running the ball. Couple. <laughs> he uh, he reached over to shake Herbie's hand, and while doing that, full pitcher of water. Just fresh, full pitcher of water. Mm. Big. To the brim. Big. The freshest water. Yeah. Under. Chris and Yoshi were in a great restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. That water was filled to the top, and this, boom, he was so, he just going in depth up Herbie, and that thing just dumped. Was he saying, I want to shake his hand? Direct. Uh, Kind of. That's that was the move. Yeah, it that was. was the move. See, dumped all over Connor. Mm-hmm. All anybody on the internet was saying you pissed your pants though, or that you deserved it. That was not the case. I watched it. A lot of ice. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean it was not. Yeah, a, the way mm-hmm. he worded it is much different than your story. Well, there's a chance though, because yes. that guy could have heard what Perfect. he was saying. So like when, when Connor let me know that the way he viewed it is, these people just can't take what I have to say. Yeah, and I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. I thought it was accidental. But then once he started letting his case, he was like, well maybe. Maybe one of the father uh, of yeah. the guys on the team be. did potentially do that on purpose. And if he did, it was the smoothest knockover of a thing. <laughs> made it look like an accident I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he almost broke my hand saying sorry, uh, shaking my hand. So I appreciate <laughs> that a lot. But I don't piss my pants, people. I poop my pants. You're right. And was on that ben note, at the let's get <laughs> out of here. On that note, let's get out of here. What'd you say, buddy? Jokes was on, ben there? Jokes on them. Ben the dog? No, nah, Ben was in the hotel. Oh. Ben, ben he's a, a service hell. dog now. He's an official service dog. He could have brought him. Yeah, he could have, and he should have, to be honest with you. Ben is a stallion. Yeah. He just he wanders around like our production <laughs> meetings and stuff, and he's just like so cool. 
just like the coolest dog of all time. And then obviously getting a chance to walk between the hedges. I think he met Ugga. And then he's just like, you know what? This grass, oh, they really take care of it down here, don't they, Big Ben? Did Jake Armstrong out there? Uh, ben knows not to dump on a football. Who's got a, yeah. Who has a bag if he dumps? Does Jake hold the bag? Yeah, Herb, uh, Herbie just He doesn't dump. He rolls around. Uh, but Jay Curbstreet awesome. or Chase, probably the ones picking up I the I saw poop. Ben use a toilet. Yeah, but he, he oh, will actually nice. flush the toilet, too. Mm-hmm. Like ben, Jinxie ben, Cat, yeah. Yeah. Herbie got heavy hands, though. He you ever does. see what he does? Oh, yeah. Miss. When those kids yeah. miss, he is in. Oh, left! He screamed in that kid's face. Left! So good. He is heavy hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he's on Ben he's, just loving him. Tries over. to find that kid and clothesline him, too, once they miss those field goals. Oh, him getting that guy's what was my favorite part of the whole thing. It was awesome. great. Left right in that guy's ear. Close, too. He had a lot of moxie, that kid. Ryan um, was his name. He was making it. Thought that was the one. Me, too. He, tall son of a bitch. 6'4", probably. Yeah. Pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. Had an okay kicking swing. Mm-hmm. So I played soccer whenever I was young. I'm like, this is the guy. Got a chance. This is going to be the one. Got to aim right. Way right. Everyone's well, missing everyone left. It. Hot Rod told him not to go aim right. Hot Rod, uh, Hot Rod told him to do what I uh, – I forget what – Hot Rod was teaching him while we were – we were running that Virginia kicker clip. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him, by the way. Thanks for his service. 34 years old, kicking for Virginia. Former uh, – still a Marine, I guess. Retired, but now he's kicking, so that's sweet. We were running that clip, and I, I looked over, and Hot Rod was, like, teaching this guy, like, hands-on. And I'm like – Hey, Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. That's part of, part of this whole thing. What the fuck? Come what are you on. doing? Hey, Hot Rod, relax there. He kept coaching him, and that guy was talking his shit. I'm like, all right, this might be the one. You know, got actual tips, points. Hot Rod believes in him. This guy's talking shit. He started the Georgia. 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 He wanted this chant. I'm like, oh, this guy. This is the guy. This is a moment, too. He's going to hit and walk off. As soon as that thing came off sideways, like this. Yeah. Not That's it. Never change. See you later. Now it'll be up over 90,000 this weekend. Awesome. James Madison. They're hot. And then we're going to Army-Navy, I think. That was mm-hmm. announced. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. December 9th. That's at Gillette. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that is going to be a rompous crowd. Yes. I cannot wait to get up there. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, this is a big. that was a big one for you. That's a home game for old Connor Campbell. Yeah, very excited. I have some family who went to Navy and Army, so it's going to be a great fucking time. Connor's had a lot of away games on these. Yeah, uh, mostly. You know, all the way back to Notre Dame and uh-huh. Georgia and all these. Colorado even you could throw in there. It'll be nice. It'll be nice to get out to uh, freezing cold Foxborough. Yeah, it'll be the second one. Utah and, and Gillette. Those are my two homes. Hell yeah. Go Utes, baby. Great cover this weekend, Utes. They're, they're a good football team. Yeah, well, the guy dropping it on the goal line and then you know uh, kicking laces straight back at the kicker it was perfect. I would never wish that upon anybody. Yeah, it was tough. All right, AJ, I would never wish upon anybody what you have going on with your right eye. We appreciate you battling through and putting smoke in that thing all day. Yeah, I'll be good to go. Cannot wait. Tomorrow I should not have this patch on. So. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh-huh. Maybe keep the glasses, though, because those are sweet. D-Buck, great work. Boys, great work. Everybody, we appreciate the hell out of you for allowing us to do this for a living. No shot. We'll do it tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye.